0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight-loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com weightloss.
1: Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast.
2: If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and Welcome. Oh, oh, it's WrestleMania week. This is our life. Get the coffee. Drink it up, drink it up, drink it up. Yes, it's that time of the year again <laughs> where there's more hours of resting than there is sleep. So fret not if you can't be bothered to watch all of it. We've done it for you. You're listening to the Tones of Matthew presenting, as always, the Cultaholic Weekly Wrestling Podcast with the towering NXT Take Hour himself. Full of kickouts and inquisitive thoughts, often mid-match, it's Ross, Stand and Twiddell. (laughs) (laughs) Hello
3: Matthew, how are you doing? Until it's just kicking in, can't you? Yep, I'm doing I'm great, mate. A big fat line off my desk in front of me, and it's been absolutely fantastic. Hey, bloody hell. And I made the mistake earlier, because I got in the office, just to, just to peel back the curtain here, everybody. It's Friday morning as we're sat here doing the podcast. I got in at 6am to make sure I could um, consume all of NXT. And I was thinking, oof. I'm not gonna make it through till midday here. I need to get myself some food in. So I've been getting this meal delivery service, right? So at seven a.m. I cracked into some loaded potato wedges with chilies and stuff, and I feel as rough as a patch's <laughs> horse. You should not be eating that kind of food at seven a.m. on a Friday morning. I feel terrible. How are you doing, lads?
1: Oh <laughs> brilliant. I'm uh, I'm still at that stage where I I, I sort of Might have accidentally passed out last night. So I I was in like early yesterday. I think I got in for about eight o'clock, just before eight o'clock. And then I was last night, I was like, I'll just get up early. I'll get up early, go to the office and watch it there. And then it started, and I was like, well, I'll I'll probably start. And now. After I passed out and woke up on my couch in a heap, still fully clothed in my clothes from yesterday, I'm in that stage where it feels like I'm still in a bit of a fever dream and at any point I'm going to look around and I'm just not going to be wearing any pants and then I'm going to wake up bolt upright and be late to the podcast in real life and you're all going to be like, where have you been? (laughs) Fantastic. Well, usually the body is a temple, but during WrestleMania
2: week, it becomes the back of Wetherspoons. (laughs) <laughs> and joining us, as you've just noticed, the special guest this week—the NXT, uh, the NXT UK Prelude of Cultaholic—because we only talk to him every four months. It's <laughs> Sam Driver. Hello. So Apart from you and your pants, and falling to on the couch? How have you been, Paul?
1: <laughs> I've not been too bad. You know, it's just uh, as always this time of year, we've got to make sure all the contents ready to go out, and it, it gets it gets mega, heckin' stressful. And there's, there's just a big Excel document printed out on my desk, and I'm just having to go line by line going, what am I doing today? What am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing the day after? But everything seems to be fine. After last night, I'm going to have to make sure that I'm just drinking litres of coffee when I get home for the remainder of the weekend. But, you know, ev- everything will be all right. Everything will be fine. It's WrestleMania. It's once a year.
2: That's a spurt Line by line, so you and Ross have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> Let's waste no time and get... Right in the news, because a have got the rest in the cover. Uh, RIP Jack Veneno, I've never had to pronounce the name before, so I'm sorry, maybe it's Venino. The Dominican Republic wrestler who infamously defeated Ric Flair in 1982 for the NWA heavyweight title as Ric Flair changed the finish mid-match due to being convinced that he
1: wouldn't leave the area alive if he'd retained. So. Well, Roddy says that uh, apparently he goes for a roll-up and uh, he just sees all of these National Guard just turn their rifles and it was like, roll up. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, there's a good uh, video of Flair and Piper discussing this trip
2: because Flair only went if he had Ray Piper as backup. Yeah. I'm not sure how effective that was against the National Guard and their machine guns.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you he can handle himself a in a fight. But yeah, when it when it comes up against like 50 armed guards... <laughs> Would Roddy have had bubblegum? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. And would he be all out of it? Yeah. Just, just, oh, oh. yeah. He would have cut a promo, but they wouldn't have understood it. So it's like, ah. <laughs> but Venino became a, a, a local legend. Like, I'm sure they made films about his life. There's been all sorts of stuff, but like he was, he was the guy because of this. And it, it, it basically made his whole career just launch into the stratosphere. Absolutely. He relinquished
2: the title because he wasn't willing to leave his country to defend it, and the change was never recognised by the NWA. And that did make him a legend. But also, the stories about Ruddy Piper, apparently uh, being paid off in cocaine, and the plane journey back where he uh, hooked up with one of the air uh, hostesses and got the entire plane to sing Jingle Bells. This match took place in September. <laughs> So RIP, uh, Jeff Benino, Benino yeah. beg your pardon. Thanks for the memories. The Wednesday Night Wars is officially our as NXT moves to Tuesday's next week. And I can't be the only person who is very annoyed, just for OCD reasons, that it ended after 80 weeks. They couldn't have waited
1: three yeah.
2: more weeks to lose in the ratings. Ugh. It's
1: it's It's a romantic idea, but again, it would have to have them, you know, kind of admit a defeat. And when was the last time they ever did that?
3: I was going to say, Sam, I can't wait to see how they spin this in the upcoming Peacock series of documentaries and whatnot. And was that the fire alarm at your end, Sam? It sounded lovely. Yeah,
1: it sounded quite quiet. I thought there was a buzzer in here. I was expecting to get that, you know, when you just sat there going, maybe I'll be all right, maybe I'll be... And it's just right behind you. But no, that's it done. Come for the wrestling.
2: Stay for the <laughs> fire alarm discussions. Coldaholic, believe in better.
3: But Matthew, how are WWE going to spin this as to a victory for them? Because that's what they always do.
2: Uh, they will come out in a suit next week and go, I never cared about
1: Wednesdays. <laughs> they'll they'll big up Tuesdays as being like a bigger prime time deal. And they'll go on that route, just regardless of whether you know it, it's true or not. It'll just be a case of, you know we're on a major network and all of this and blah 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 and Peacock and yeah and subscribe and there's not as much stuff on it but there will be soon.
3: Well, Tuesday comes before Wednesday in the week, therefore oh, there that go. means it's better, more
1: important. Yeah, I reckon they're not
2: going to say a damn thing until we say what the ratings look like when they're not going head to head, because if they stay the same as they were, that's going to be hilarious. So, uh, another news AWR not only producing another YouTube show about life outside the ring for these wacky wrestlers, but they've also, I guess, as a way of saying thanks for ending the war, it was part of the deal, Jericho has gone on Austin's podcast. And Tony Khan was absolutely all right with this, apparently, Ross.
3: Yes, it was due to Stone Cold Steve Austin hosting the show. And even though I guess this is just us jaded wrestling tits sat here uh, with our jaded mindset and whatnot, they're not going to discuss, you know... I, I, uh, is AEW gonna get mentioned by name? I would be surprised if they do. I know they did that, that teaser clip where Sammy Guevara gets mentioned by name, but I guess that might might have be been done to appease us idioty and go, ooh, they might actually say the forbidden words. Oh But they're not gonna have like any sort of groundbreaking discussion, are they where we learn some new things. It's just gonna be the old bollocks, isn't it?
1: I think they'll mention them by name. I think they'll they'll go that far because uh, people keep saying from within the company that Vince isn't phased by EW, doesn't see it as a threat, and it's kind of similar to how they would always talk about impact, right? And we didn't expect that. And then we had Dixie Carter on the network eventually and, and discussions with Kurt Angle about, you know, time elsewhere and Jeff Hardy and it's I think
3: it's a bit different to that though is it no, they wouldn't have mentioned it, it like impact back in 2008 and I don't think and they'll like.
1: be I don't think they'll be like singing its praises or anything but I think for sure you're gonna it'll be like well but now we're over at AEW and they'll just sort of throw it in like a normal conversation because it'll be weird if they didn't and I think it'll be oh WWE restricting what's being said and with this sort of thing I, I think they'll try and not make a big deal of it but we're all obviously gonna go this is an AEW and get really really excited now, nah, because of the connection, they asked the real question. All right, all
2: right, Tony Khan, let's just get right to the pod. The world wants to know, how's Billy Gunn doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy who got the AW, the loudest AW chat that's been so far in WWE. Uh, you know? WWE used footage of another wrestler during Ethel Johnson's oh. Hall of Fame video, Family Speaks Out. I skipped most of the Hall of Fame this year because I think it loses a lot when it's done in front of the Thunderdome. And it's just like, thank you for an amazing career. And it cuts us some screens and it's,
3: mm. it's like... <laughs> The best part, right? The best part was at the end of JBL's induction, and he goes, And I am a wrestling god. And they piped in the crowd chanting along with JBL, Wrestling God, because that's exactly what would have happened yeah. if actual wow. fans were in the arena. Yeah. It was amazing. But I, I've watched all of it, me, for some strange reason, because I'm a, I'm a glutton for, for, for. It's not punishment, is it? For Yes, it is. Yeah, we'll go on then punishment. Um, you just Molly, get a bit Molly, of like
1: seasonal insomnia around this time. <laughs> it's all just learned now from so many years doing it.
3: Molly Holly stole the show. she, she kicked off her, her speech with um, only two people have been shaved bald at WrestleMania. One was the most influential person ever in professional wrestling, and the other was Vince McMahon. Hey. <laughs> go on,
2: Molly Holly. Molly go round. Anyway, Ethel's niece tweeted. You'll need to fix this, because if you're going to use my Aunt Ethel in the Hall of Fame, at least reach out to the family. And the video you guys used isn't her. And this isn't the first time they've gone, who's this really, really old wrestler who predates electricity? Ah, no one will notice. They did this for, I believe, um, Professor Tanaka? From, you know, our job. Uh, right. I believe, I'll have to look at who it was because I couldn't have told you about looking it up, but they used the incorrect footage. And I didn't notice it until one person went, no, that's actually
1: not that person they wow. used. Wow. And it's like, oh. I mean, they, they have so know. much in their library, you'd think they'd already have something, but I guess it, I just there's, there's no real excuse for it, is there? It's just kind of, you need to do your research a hell of a lot better for a show this size when you're inducting people into a hall of fame, which is supposed to be about them and their achievements. And then you show somebody else. It's it's just, I mean, it's nothing but disrespectful, is it? Yes, and we know about disrespectful Hall of Fames,
2: so we know how. <laughs> what on earth you are you talking about? Do <laughs> we uh, be partnering up with Cameo for menu thirty seven? That's After a that. genius idea.
1: That. Who'd have thought of that? Yeah, suddenly they're all right. Now the protection money has been paid. Have you seen? Have you seen how much Shane McMahon is? Obviously, he doesn't want to be doing loads of them. That's why he's priced out. But $500. $500. The you better price- feel that sweat flicking against your skin as he's shouting oh. at you down your phone.
3: Is that the, is that the, the, the currency exchange rate right now? Because it's 375. I didn't realize there was that much of a difference.
1: I, I think it was listed at 500, but it, it might be. I, I, all I know is that oh, our is probably it's, it's worth th- less than chocolate buttons now.
3: You, get, you can get <laughs> Randy Orton, Shane McMahon, and Ric Flair for £375. Um, okay, British good deal. Friday. Uh, you can get like uh, all three members of the New Day separately, are £187.50. Omos is £112.75 or something like that. I'm trying to remember the conversions here. Okay. I remember Scott Stanford was about 19 quid.
1: I thought you were going to say Scott Steiner
2: there. I was going to be like, <laughs> I was thinking it's Scott Steiner. I would end this podcast now and got me card out. But...
3: Yeah, they got people like, I think Sami Zayn's about 150 quid. And then you got Seth Rollins, I think it's 300. It goes mm. up and down, it varies. It's, it's incredible.
2: I want to point out that for uh, cameo, I don't use it very often. I used RVD, he got back to me in a week, fantastic. I did tugboat because I wanted him to do a chic tugboat impression because it's my favorite, like, what could have been moment for WrestleMania <laughs> And uh, he came back within an hour and did the video. So shout out to Sheik Tugboat there. I remember the what Sheik I was talking tugboat. about, though. Sorry to interrupt. He didn't know what I was talking about. So I had to do Sheik Tugboat. You know, because everyone knows the story, that the original idea was going to be Tugboat turning heel on Hulk and joining up with the proud Iraqi warriors. But until they went, hmm, maybe Sergeant Slaughter might be better than this. So I did Do Sheik Tugboat, and he did an Iron Sheik impression. I'm like,
1: eh, good enough, mate. <laughs> I, my only experience with it so far has been uh, the great Carly and we oh, sent yeah. the great Carly just just a really simple like three lines that we knew we could fit in and it would be funny for the song and then he just came back with just like exactly what we wrote but then just bookended with hello guys you're all great uh, keep working hard doing what you're doing and it was like okay Carly <laughs> thank you
4: oh <laughs> <sighs>
2: Uh, some of the news here. Bailey says she doesn't know why she isn't on WrestleMania. Has pitched things, but to no avail. I cannot give you an honest answer, dude. I don't know.
1: I'm sorry, guys. It just didn't happen. I Weird. mean, the, they they've still had that tie to to Sasha with Bailey. They never quite fully resolved that, and I don't know why it just kind of stopped dead. We could have had Bailey. I mean, she was involved in the Bel Air storyline from the get-go initially until, you know, about what, two months ago, that was maybe the last ding-dong hello we saw. And then that's been it. And it's sort of like, well, she's she's someone that I think could have been used a little bit more in the build, maybe not necessarily be a part of the match. But if you're not going to put her in that match, then what what are you going to do? And it's just it's she should be on the show. I don't understand why she's not.
3: Yeah, I stuck a tweet out last Saturday after SmackDown because I thought it was so strange that she wasn't involved in SmackDown last week like, at all whatsoever. Yeah. And a couple of people said, oh, she's had uh, sort of stuff going on in her personal life and whatnot. Maybe the company's given her time off. And I was thinking, yeah, that's fair enough. If she needs time off, have time off. But then she's gone and said that to TalkSport now. and our pal Alex McCarthy. So it would, it would seem that um, they've just ran out of ideas for her at the most important time of the year, which is something. It's, it's really unfair on her because she's been on fire for the longest time. I, I like the new Bailey me. Fantastic yeah. stuff. Shame.
2: Aye. WWE announces rules for WrestleMania 37. If you're not one of the lucky 2040, whatever the number they're going to announce, uh, 93,000 fans that are going to be at the stadium <laughs> this weekend. Masks are required at all times, unless you were in your seat eating or drinking. You are not allowed to gather in common areas with people in places like the concourse. All food and drink transactions will be cashless. I've never heard this before. There will be a reverse ATM machine to use. If you have cash, you can put the cash into the machine and it will give you a debit card you can use.
3: That's oh, cool. remember, though. clever, though.
2: No bags allowed in the stadium. You must sign a waiver that holds WWE, Raymond Jane Stadium, the city of Tampa, and everyone else harmless if you catch COVID at the show,
1: even if it is due to the negligence of any of these parties. I mean... <laughs> When the the whole concourse thing, how are they going to sell merch? Is it going to be an app that people just come running down and give you your t shirt? Are, are they going to have guys out, you know, where they'd usually be hawking beers and hot dogs, just John Cena t shirts? Get your John Cena t shirts, and then another one walking by a minute later. Randy Orton t shirts, get your, and just oh. keeps going.
3: You'll we'll <laughs> have to get the Amazon folk who deliver the Morrison's orders. You see them going up. I feel sorry for them with their big brown bags going around Morrison's. It's going, Whoo, everything in there. There we go. Just do that with wrestling shirts. It'll be fantastic. That's all. I'll not be as interested in the match. It's just watching the background, watching like the Amazon sort of delivery drivers dropping it's, off shirts here there and everywhere.
1: It's going to be a fascinating 24 or 365, isn't it? This. Because they're hundred percent going to be filming all of it for the logistical side of it, because it, it's a nightmare anyway for them. But with with people being readded to the mix on top of it, this is going to be super super interesting to find out about. But like, yeah, so how
2: was it? How was it dealing with
1: the logistics of the Raymond James Stadium? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, it's gonna be
2: awesome. <laughs> I reckon they'll have the drones. It's like <laughs> you order uh, Roman Reigns, I am the table shirt, and then uh, you just wait, wait. <laughs> It lands on your head a match, <laughs> So I reckon that'll be it. And the APPG on wrestling, looking to take the first step towards establishing an independent governing body. The group outlined 30 recommendations when the 103 page report, bloody hell, one of which was the establishment of trade bodies to more efficiently promote British wrestling. And initial suggestion would be to establish two trade bodies, one for independent wrestling promotions and another for touring promotions. Look, a lot of stuff there convoluted, but... To summarise it, one small step to somewhere more positive, hopefully.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and it's about time. You know, we had a governing body for this stuff that's able to just look over the industry and make sure everything's okay, and on top of it, help push the industry forward because it's kind of you know we we can't, especially in the current situation with the closure of venues and everything. The 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 future of wrestling as somewhere you can go usually you know once every fortnight has never been so up in the air
2: uh... yeah
1: and the two nice
2: bits of the end of the news one is Jojo part 6 finally got announced get in and a guy on TikTok named VNDS Chicago is claiming that he bought Walter's stolen WWE UK title in March for 20 to $30 upon realising it was his stolen <laughs> belt he messaged Volta and returned it with WWE giving him a signed replica title in return That's a kind of nice way to end that story. Apart from the bit where the legitimate NXT UK title someone bought on the second-hand market for maybe
1: $30. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people go, $30, really? But, you know, it's one of those things, at least the belt's back and at least, you know, it's been returned to the company. Those belts are very, very, very expensive, so... They got something really cool out of it at the back end as well. So
3: I wonder how you can tell the difference between like you know when you can buy the the sort of four hundred dollar like proper replica version and the official version. I wonder what the differences are. I,
2: I th- think well, he it... knew it was the real one because somebody was selling an NXT UK title,
3: <laughs> and there was a <laughs> way anyone bought the replica of that. Hey, it's a beautiful title. I think it's the, it's the the sexiest one we have today. It's a really money. nice belt, like yeah.
1: definitely. But yeah, Ross, to answer your question, back in the day, they would have TV belts and road belts. TV belts would have better jewels in them. They'd be slightly better metals. They'd be more polished. They'd be shiny. So when they're out under the lights, they're sparkly. Road belts would just be like replicas. But I don't know the crack now because I'm sure it's just at a point where they're using the replicas. But at the same time, there's always going to be one belt that was designed first. And that belt will probably have individual markings and it'll probably be slightly bigger or slightly, you know, off in some sort of way that the replica looks different so that they can't be identified there you go except no substitutions not
2: <laughs> the NXT UK title belts or wrestling podcasts where we talk absolute twaddle that's enough wrestling news let's move on to the next bit
1: everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame
2: Ah, the Hall of Fame in condescending order from last week this all been used to Sam In in, uh, last place, Dynamite's Arcade Anarchy match, 13%. (laughs) Guess whose pick that was. Uh, The court... No... The concept of sportsmanship.
1: Twenty eight. Look, I don't mind losing. I don't mind losing a Ross's picks because he always picks good ones. But it Jack's... may as well just be the Hall of Ross at this point. Let's be honest. No,
3: no, no. That, that was a smart move by Jack the Jobber, I thought, because it was a callback. <laughs> it was a callback to a previous Hall of Fame pick. The concept yeah. of music was it not, or something like that?
2: Yeah, the callback to one of the other weeks where he couldn't be bothered to think of anything until five <laughs> seconds before the bit. Yeah, you're right. The concept of sportsmanship. Twenty eight percent. I'm glad that lost to the clear winner. Trent's mother, Sue, maybe with a question mark in the end, who knows, 59 whole percent,
1: take a bow, Ross Yeah, I'll take how a can you, as well. How can Oof. you argue against Sue? You just can't. You can't.
3: Sam, I'm going to let you go first this week because Ooh. I've got no idea what to pick. I had my idea in my head yesterday and it's flown out um, and I've got no idea what to say. So Sam, please get by me some time.
1: Okay, so <laughs> last night uh, we did a stream called Marble Mania and it was the first ever, it was the inaugural Marble Mania and we had a, a Grand Prix of three races and then we had a Grand Grand Prix of six races and uh, I was I was made to promise that the winner of the first ever called the Holic, you know, Marble Mania Grand Grand Prix would go, or at least be my pick for the Hall of Fame, but you know, he's one of all of you listeners So this is your chance. This is your chance to get him in there. But I've written down here. Gordon Shumway, 42, for Hall of Fame. Winner of the first annual Marble Mania 6 race Grand Grand Prix. A total effing legend. A true sportsman to the end. Winner of a Shea Longe in the esteemed Hall of Ball. The man deserves nothing less than immediate induction into the Cultaholic Hall of Fame and to all our hearts. And yes, he owns a Shea Longe in the Hall of Ball. which is The Hall of Ball is where you get to go when you win the marble races, so... You know but somebody in there's got a chair and somebody's got a Shay launch, but everybody else has just stood, so he's currently you know lording it over all the peasants and I think a Hall of fame place would be would be suitable for him. He went from dNfs he went he he was falling off the map and then look at him look at him winner of the grand grand Prix one of you lot one of you listeners just out there now he's now he's in the hall of ball. Hmm. Suckling
2: up for Twitch fans, that's a wise strategy, Cotton, let's see if it pays off. Hey, uh, we raided you,
1: Matthew, you've got to get on board with this. You did, you did, I'm, of course, I'm forever thankful for that. But
3: uh... I, f- I feel terrible, because at the end of my Sunday streams, you're often reading Sabu's book, and people are going, um, raid Matthew, raid Matthew, and I'm sat there, I don't know what buttons to press, so I never do <laughs> <laughs> So talk and sure let me know. I'll I'll do it in the future. I'll, I'll, I'll talk have no you through idea. it. It's quite easy. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you slash
2: raid and then
1: the uh, the name of the channel. So
3: where? Yeah. in the in the in the Twitch chat. Just in the chat. Yeah, in the, the chat. The
1: or you can. There's like a, a two-click process on the uh, back end as well. Oh,
3: I should really get these things like explained to me before I start streaming. I feel on. like such I an old man on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
3: I've got no idea what I'm doing. Like every single week, OBS is on the screen for me because I've got no idea what windows to have up and what windows to have down and everything like that. Bloody hell. 28 years old, I am. Old as balls.
2: Maybe old as marbles.
1: Hey. Sam's pick the Hall of Fame. Shumway 42 loss. for Hall of Fame 2021. That's Go- right. All those usernames he- <laughs> you just said. Gordon? <laughs> Who? Gordon
3: Shumway. Shumway? How are we spelling that, Sam?
1: S-H-U-M-W-A-Y. Oh. Gordon Shumway. 42. 42. Yeah, don't get confused with the other Shemways. <laughs> be hell yeah. on Gordon, Shemway, 43 or 41. Those are not good guys. Oh, no, no, we don't talk about them.
2: Uh, wait, those will be real people, actually. Watch what you say. So, <laughs> Ross, you won last week. Do you want to go next or shall I do mine? Do, you.
3: If you want to go first, Matthew, I'll let you go first. Oh, I've got man. one, but if you want to go first, I'll let I'll you go can, first. I'll
2: because it's going to be no surprise whatsoever. Because of so many lovely people tweeting me as the match was happening, including Jack. Who's not here? He's in. Oh, sorry, Of course he's here. I am here. So um it's gonna be Volta again. And I think it's fair play to have him twice or three times. I forget. I forget. It's always good to have Walter in the Hall of Fame. But this week, two Volta matches. Both as impressive as each other. One against Tommaso Champa, where you prevent him from becoming the NXT UK Champer. Uh maybe she's got $30 instead. Um on the <laughs> NXT Take Our Night One. And then a few days later, he takes up on page Brown and the prelude. Which thank you. Again, another thing off topic. Thank you again for all the people who tweeted us because our podcast last week we're going, Is it is it happening? <laughs>
4: it wasn't on <laughs>
2: WWE.com. There was no, no Wikipedia page for this event that was happening. It wasn't clear that it was just an episode of NXT UK with prelude. And so I and other people were confused. And so I think some of the NXT UK people had to go, No, it is happening at this time. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for clarifying. And yes, it absolutely did happen. Him and Rampage Brown, the best NXT UK match since the last Walter NXT UK title defence. So, Dr. Bombs, hard kicks. We'll get to it later on. But yeah, how can you not like the man named Walter? And maybe this will be the weekend if they did the little tease on NXT TakeOver where Joe goes, hey, want to fancy coming to U- uh, USA? And Walter gave a very ambiguous answer. So I'm calling it now, not just because Walter is amazing, but because this is the closest we're going to get. DeVolta making a cameo appearance at WrestleMania or come at the main roster. So if I put him in the Hall of Fame now, I will look really clever and smart if he shows up. <laughs>
3: what gonna What's he going to do What's going do at WrestleMania if he does get there, Matthew?
2: Whatever he wants, Ross. <laughs> and by that, I mean, due to the restrictions, he'll order a John Cena t-shirt and it'll arrive and drop in just, his head.
1: So. Just, pay, just pay Brock. Come on, let's just have it happen. Oh. Just, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Just give them five minutes and watch them just beat each other mercilessly. It'll be amazing. I had a long title reign where I didn't defend the belt very often. No,
2: I had a long title reign where I didn't (laughs) defend the belt very often. Them fighting words. (laughs) Yeah, that's mine. Ross, what have you got?
3: Well, so Sam, to set the stage for this Hall of Fame, myself and Matthew are having a flex off in terms of our picks. Right. Matthew, two weeks ago, I did a speech about Sheamus. The next week, Matthew flexed by picking Sheamus for the Hall of Fame. I flexed back by picking Sue. Matthew's done a massive, big, sweaty Austrian flex here by picking Volta. So I'm going to come back <laughs> with a flex of me own to try and usurp Volta in the cult Hall of Wrestling Hall of Fame. That's
1: a big well, ask, that
3: by oh. going. For Now, Sam's gone for a singular member of the Cultaholic Twitch community, so I'm going to oh, go for don't every... don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm going to go to no. all of the wonderful people who were a part of Adam's wonderful Twitch stream oh, on Tuesday oh, you, on you, Twitch. You because political the, man. You the, political the, man. No, no, this comes straight <laughs> from the heart, this. Um, the, the scenes of that stream, if you're, if you're not aware, Adam was doing his, his regular <sighs> yeah. C-U-N-T see you next tuesday streams and he said the word itself there Uh, see you next tuesday streams i'm not even sure how it started i wasn't watching myself at the time someone donated subs or something like that and tlc don't go chasing waterfalls just happened a waterfall of subscribers and all kinds of stuff adam was getting emotional on the stream he didn't quite cry which was a shame for everybody watching Um, but yeah it was just a wonderful thing and just a more proof that our Twitch watchers and YouTube watchers and all that stuff, they're just wonderful, wholesome people. Obviously, well, we had a, a, a man named Vile last week delivering me beer. He's done stuff for Matthew in the past. I'm sure he's done stuff for you as well, Sam. It's just an incredible set of people who watch us here at Cult of at Wrestling. That. I feel well, so bloody corporate saying this kind of stuff. But yeah, you we're go.
1: blessed, though. We really are. And like everybody, like as you said, from the bottom of our heart, it means the absolute world to us. Like None of us sort of expecting anything like this and... I mean, it's just a bunch of idiots either watching old telly or playing games. And I mean, it's just because we, you know, usually just be sat at home doing that. But it's nice. It's nice to have people to sit and watch with. And it's nice when you're all so lovely. So thank you all.
3: That's the thing as well, because obviously, like everybody else, COVID's hit us hard. Like, you know, in the bank accounts and whatnot. So to see that on Tuesday and sort of, you know reap the rewards of that it's just it's uh, kind of thank you all enough would be absolutely buggered without you so so for that night alone and for well i guess for every other sort of interaction you do with us on the twitch streams and the youtube and whatnot i'm gonna go for the twitch community
4: at I'm large
1: still, i'm still gonna say that's a nice political pick as much as i agree with your sentiment i, I just think it'd be like going you know world peace uh miss a miss universe pageant you can't say no to world peace can you and and this is, this is I'll remember this. Sam Driver will remember this, pops up in the corner. <laughs> I mean, I you know sta- what, Ross? You are right, though. It was an amazing thing because people were tweeting at me, which
2: never happens for Pachetti stream unless he's like, he's fired you. But it was go and like, check on Pacitti, And I went, oh, God, what's happening? Is, is this it? Is he finally exploding in a sea of round trees, fruit, pasta lollies? And uh, <laughs> he was just, he was attempting to read everything. And that yeah. man's Twitch, like his chat, it looks like when you're watching the financial channel and it has the thing at the bottom just going around, that the Dow dealing is down yeah. 4%. And he was trying to read up. He sounded like Joey Styles trying to call Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Not like at $0.10. I mean, it was amazing the effort he was putting in. And it was just heartwarming to see because he was pink in the face, you know, trying to read all this and keep up with it. And it was an hour of that. Keep on, And it was like, okay. And i like to echo your sentiments as well, Ross, even though I do feel I've like been hoodwinked bamboozled and led (laughs) astray by this pick because how am I supposed to pick against it? But I was having a crap day yesterday. I woke up down and I figured, well, you know what, I'm in a bad mood now, but the only way is up, right? I can be happy the rest of the day. Nah, it turns out you can go even further down. So I was just miserable and angry because even though the lockdown restrictions are coming down, people are getting the vaccine and stuff and so what, yeah, there still relies people, you know, being able to socialize and hang out and I haven't had the chance to do that. So I've been a bit like, every day is exactly the same, hate this. So I have really enjoyed doing Twitch way more than I thought I would because, oh, here's me performing, I guess. wow, well, how's it doing? But now I'm actually really, I'm enjoying it because not so much the serotonin you get from people going, hello, Matthew, you look magnificent. I'm like, oh, oh why, thank you. But it's like hanging out with your mates. To the closest yeah. I'm getting to it. Yeah. If it wasn't for the likes of uh, Vile and, um, you know, I can't even, I'm not going to mention some people because there's too many people to mention in these bloody chats that are amazing. If it wasn't for that, I'd be socializing with nobody. It'd be me and delivery drivers and that's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Even though I, you know, you, you're doing a jack. Even though it is the concept of Twitch, <laughs> you yeah, bastard. Uh, it's a fantastic pick, Ross.
3: I've got to say, by the way, you were mentioning there Adam tried to read everything out. I flicked it on because I think it was Fraser put a message in our chat here at work going, you need to watch this, lads. It's absolutely amazing what's happened. It's all kicking off. And I flicked it on. And Adam, as you say, was pink in the face and he was literally panting. <laughs> He was having to read that much stuff in sort of a, you know, presenting sort of style, which it takes out you when you're doing it for a while. Yeah. Um, and I was just, just messaging, and I was like, "Oh, has Adam got COVID?" I, was, <laughs> I was, was, I thought he was really struggling, but that just goes to show how much he was having to go through. It's just an, an amazing thing to, to sit there and watch, and obviously, kind of thank everyone who who sort of got involved in that. Was <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Sorry. Shay McMahonitis. It was yeah. like a
4: shame.
0: But she shame was asked McMahon to walk, do something
2: strenuous, like walk 10 yards. <laughs> uh, look at him, him. Bless him. Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a lovely, wonderful moment ruined by myself and my laughter. But yes. Um, but he does not have COVID, by the way, as far as we he know. He doesn't know, no. <laughs> He's got everything bloody else, but he hasn't got that. And so, yes, those are the three magnificent picks this week. We have Marble
1: Madness. Shumway42. Oh, Shumway. Oh, specifically that Gordon, person, Shumway42. Gordon, Shen- Gordon, Shenway Shenway Shumway. 42. Gordon, Gordon Shum- Is it Gordon? I'm sure it's Gordon. Gordon Shumway42. Yeah.
2: Gordon Shumway42. Someone's password, but it could be your Hall of Fame pick this <laughs> That's week. That's right. <laughs> uh, Somebody out there is frantically going, how do they know that? Uh, Volta, in brackets, yet again. Um, and you know what? We'll do it like James Bond. Volta with love. Second time I put him, <laughs> him in. And... Uh, that's my pick. And of course, the concept of Twitch.
3: No, the Twitch community. The
2: Cultaholic oh, wrestling. Oh, okay. Twitch I just want to community. do the Jack thing. Sorry. Yeah, the Twitch <laughs> Cultaholic community. And I would vote for you as well, but uh I'm gonna win. Yeah. And uh maybe you could share my resentment uh, sorry and my sentiments, ha. and ha, ha, um, by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic.
1: That says
3: this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling.
2: Ah, the incredibly long week of wrestling
4: <laughs>
2: Smackdown Edge has awakened, more dangerous
1: than ever En route to Wrestlemania
3: He sees yes. clearly He's become a bastard once again
1: he's, mm. he's the rated R superstar again He looked in the mirror And he finally liked what he saw
3: He hasn't shaved for a long time
1: He's got a gnarly beard
3: That's what's happened there, Matthew <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that was wonderful <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and
2: Robert Roode They call themselves the Dirty Dogs or Top, the top, dogs, dogs. Guys. top yes. dogs,
1: Top Dogs, Top Dogs Yeah, it, it does it, my head in You
2: it, can call it, them what they like The merchandise is not on sale on wbshop.com Just want to point it, out again The shirts they wear They <laughs> are the only two in existence
3: Oh anyway. my god Going into business for themselves, brother, 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 brother We all do it
2: Brother, brother. And do you think if you go to the WrestleMania 37 event and you try and order one of those shirts, the drones just fall
1: <laughs> they just fall out of the sky onto you. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, they I... team up
2: with Otis and Chad Gable uh, to beat the Street Profits and Ray and Dominic Mysterio. That is the entire SmackDown tag team division. And I've got to say, Otis and Chad Gable have really come on their own these past few
3: months. Mm-hmm. They have, yeah. Otis is a, a serious sort of wrecking ball heel. It works, doesn't it? It just shows what a versatile, lovely, wholesome human being he is. And performer. That's what I meant to say. Versatile performer.
1: My main issue with all of this is that, you know, the the top dirty dogs, slash Rudolph, or whatever you want to call them, um, they're the tag champions. But it it the entire focus of the division has always been elsewhere the entire time. And it, it's like, well, okay, and now we're supposed to all get behind. This match, and fair enough, you know, the, the SmackDown match was pretty good. It was all right. Uh And I'm assuming, you know, the Mania match would be pretty solid. Look at the names involved. It's, you know, it's not going to be a terrible match by any means, hopefully. But when the entire focus of the division is more on Ray and Dominic and, you know, everybody else but the champions, it's just kind of... I've, I've We've kind of even lost payoff in, in the whole street profit side of things because they were sort of getting their way back for a title shot, but now it's just been mixed in with a load of other people.
3: I feel like I saw that match that happened last Friday at least four other times, maybe five, maybe ten. It's I just, just feel like the same spots happen, in yeah. a different order. Yeah, I just feel like <laughs> I've seen that, that sort of eight-man tag sort of setup with involving those set of wrestlers just so many times, even though I don't think well, I have.
1: <laughs> was it, was it uh, that match or was it the week before when we had uh, Dolph just get hold of Ray and just went Power bomb, and he just sort of threw him over the barricade, and it cut out to a wider camera angle, and he just saw Ray fall behind it, but his legs went too, and you didn't, he didn't pop back up, so it just looked like he'd been thrown over a really high wall. It was just like <laughs> gone, like <laughs> fresh Prince. Yeah, uh. <laughs> Cesaro
2: came face to face with Seth Rollins ahead of WrestleMania. Uh, someone said, sent me a link to where I can buy Seth Rollins flame outfit.
3: It's a boohoo man, isn't it?
2: Oh, you got it as well, yes. Aye, yeah. They've so only so got it's the, they've so only the podcast. Got, on. got the
3: trousers though at the moment. They haven't got the blazer in because you can get the purple one oh. as well. You have like a purple cloudy number on. I think was it last week? Was it was it last week? Yeah, you had the yeah, flame number so. on for the Hall of Fame. You had the purple number on last week. You can get them both a boohoo man, which I was gonna I was gonna because it's not that not that expensive. It's like it was like thirty odd quid for the trousers, so maybe it's twenty something quid for the blazer. I don't know how the sort of. The price range works between trousers and. I just blazer. wear hoodies and t-shirts,
1: <laughs> yeah, I so I, I need to. I need to dress up maybe for Mania, but we'll see.
2: Must be one of these tweets, isn't it? I'm sorry, hun, but the Seth Rollins boohoo man tights stay on during. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Natalia defeated WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Shayna Bay. No, did this happen?
3: This no. happened, Matthew, and it was awful. They... It was, they rolled up. Oh yeah, and then Natty rolled up Shayna. Shayna rolled up Natty. Natty rolled up Shayna, all in one motion, and then that was it. That was the pinfall there. Shayna got sort of out-wrestled, out-technicianed, out-everything that she shouldn't be out-witted at. It was was weird. It was
1: that small package spot, you know, where they go down and then they shift the weight and they just roll between two sets of shoulders. It was that three times and then pin. That was it. And then everybody got in the ring and and it all went mental.
3: Shayna is terrible at reversals, which should not be a thing in the wrestling.
1: No, not at all. I was sat there going, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. There's going to be so much technical wrestling on display and then literally, like, punch, 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 roll-up, done.
2: Her weakness is the roll-up. She puts on her finisher, roll-up. Yeah. Yeah. She gets a roll-up, she gets rolled up. Anyway, I <laughs> still love Shayna Baszler despite the weird booking. Um, Kevin Owens invaded Sami Zayn's red carpet trailer oh.
3: premiere because of that YouTuber showed up. This was weird, Matthew, because I, I need to know what Sam's thoughts on this, because this is what I took away from it, right? Sammy invited Logan Paul to the premiere. So Sammy got Logan, the, the, the private jet, the limousine, all the, all the bells and whistles and the pyro and the ballyhoo and all that stuff. Where did met... Piper
2: going to the Dominican Republic? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pipe, uh, Logan Paul saw Kevin Owens when he got to the arena. Kevin Owens said something to Logan Paul. So when Logan Paul was watching the trailer, Logan Paul wasn't buying a single thing that Sammy Zane was saying. But then Kevin Owens rocked up at the end of the segment, and he stunned Sami Zayn, and he pushes Logan Paul. Who's on whose side here?
1: So, as far as I could like digest it, I, I think that what happened was uh, obviously Sami's rolled out the red carpet for Logan Paul. Logan Paul's gone.
3: I'm a freeloader.
1: Massive, massive amount of exposure. Yes, I will jump in. And then in he comes. So like, he's the big celebrity guest. But when he gets in the building, Owen says like, look, he's delusional, man. He's crazy. But Logan's kind of like, well, no, he's done all this nice stuff for me. Maybe, maybe Owen's, you know, they're feuding. Maybe they don't like each other. You know, maybe it's just, he's trying to to mess with me a bit. But then he gets out there. And as he's walking down the ramp, he's seeing Sammy doing the dancing, uh, like a, you know, a stock animation from Vice City. And then it sort of gets more and more delusional as it goes on. And then by the time the trailer rolls, Logan is like like just staring at him and he doesn't know what to do. But Owens, because Logan didn't listen to him, is like, I'm going to stun you at Mania.
3: But Logan had watched all these trailers before he got the smackdown. He's been going back and forth with Sammy on Twitter. I've been keeping up me. I've been keeping up. I
1: think I think it's more that he finally saw that the whole package together. He saw, you know, Sammy being delusional in front of him. Sammy uh, even got a little bit not aggressive toward him, but he got a little bit sort of angry, didn't he, when he brought up Owens? And then, you know, uh, Sammy sort of remembers himself and that, you know, this is a celebrity and he can probably hit me pretty hard. So, sorry, sorry. And it all kind of, you know, it's going to end in some weird situation with Paul still helping Owens, but getting stunned or something. Wow, you guys really went all out for a bit where we've got this the,
2: YouTuber the most in because we hope though, he's going to bring is in people. <laughs> like, I mean, you really analyzed it.
3: Hey, is it, is it WrestleMania, Matthew? He's going to play a part in this match somehow. Take it so I'm, trying to, man. I'm, trying, I'm trying to work out whose side he's on. <laughs>
1: But the, the trailer itself was the, the best part of this entire segment. I mean, other than the dancing, just with the like, from the amazing mind of Sami Zayn, executively produced by Sami Zayn. And just all that over and over again. And then the flat earth mention, and it's just so good. So, so good. Yeah.
2: See, I'm all right with YouTube showing up and trying to get some of that mainstream popularity that we love so much. Because it does mean either KSI is going to show up and lamp him, he's open. Or. We'll have other YouTubers show up. We'll have the likes of Wang make a guest appearance with uh, Kevin Owens, trying to explain an old You're the Man Now dog meme to people as people go, (laughs) great, cool, cheers, pal. Can you have people watch the show or not? And, yeah, I think this opens up the invisible door for so many people to come waltzing in. Maybe Marble Man will show up, Sam.
1: Maybe. Maybe Gordon Shunway 42 will emerge before the next Mania, and that'll be it. Yeah. Moving on to important things, like <laughs> Bianca Belair
2: defeating Carmella. And it just says here, looked at Sasha Banks and pointed at the sign really
1: unnaturally. Like the rest of the roster then. Fantastic. Well done, Bianca. It, it was more, I guess, supposed yeah. to be, you know, just wait till mania, wait till mania. But it was it was kind of... Yeah, it was odd. It was odd.
3: Sasha no, stands absolutely. at ringside. I'm going to
1: sneeze you. And she sneezed right in her
3: face. <laughs> she scrapped oh.
2: her. <laughs> Vincent Mann went, she's White fired. Door. She's fired. Gotta
1: get her out of here. <laughs> Clean that ring now.
3: <laughs> it was just weird how Sasha Banks sort of stood on the floor, Matthew, and then Bianca Blair was like, I am the one and only. Yeah, like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they do it every year. I forgot about it. Uh, even the even not the not Fiend, but Alexa Bliss did it on behalf of the Fiend. It's like, oh, okay, even the spooky undead <laughs> people are doing it now, right?
1: Yeah, you've got branding, man, Branded. We need that picture, don't we? We need that picture, yeah. and that's all that matters, even if you're undead and, and melted and you're wearing barbecued <laughs> clothes.
3: It reminds me of <laughs> that, I think we spoke about a couple of weeks ago when Triple H was like, we don't ask them to point the sign.
1: <laughs> uh, what? what? We don't ask them to point to at the fair, sign. Think, it's think, just a... I think, also his, a habit.
3: I think his, he was actually speaking about at the end of the Rumbles where, you know, everyone stands on the turnbuckle oh. and goes, whoa! And then Pyro happens around the WrestleMania sign that they point out. No. Apparently they don't ask at the point of the WrestleMania sign. I,
1: I can uh. buy that. I can buy that a little bit more because, you know, at one point in time, they will have told people to do that, but then it became the thing. It's like winning the Super Bowl. What are you doing next? I'm going to Disney World. Like, it's just the same thing. Like, so they don't even need to tell people anymore. They just know. Point at the bloody sign, and that's it. Because you, Could you imagine winning the Rumble and then not? You'd get rinsed if you didn't point at the sign after winning the Rumble, I think.
3: I would yeah. moon the sign, mate. Get on the top turn and get me arse out. Take that WrestleMania <laughs> sign. give
1: it a, a little slap.
2: I'll go if I wanted to win the Rumble. And he's like, he's going to point. He's like, Wait, where's he pointing at? He's like, a taxi shows up. Airport, please.
3: I'd love it if Waldo, if you ever won the Wimble, just got a ladder out, just a massive comedy ladder, just scaled it and just chopped the WrestleMania sign down. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think of you. Uh,
3: Monday Night Raw. Oh, God. Oh, no. Hey. <laughs> hey. This this was so bad. It was unbelievable. That it even made me think it was on purpose how bad it was just to get... Like, was it WrestleMania 31 where it had the, the awful build and then 31 turned out to be a pretty good WrestleMania? It yeah. got me thinking. Yeah. This because you, you cannot just like, think this was good and then put it out there as the go-home show for WrestleMania. They were deliberately dampering expectations, I think, by putting on a terrible show. Was it Matt Riddle's match aside? I think that was it. Sorry, Riddle's match aside. Uh, the rest of it was bloody awful. And Drew's promo as well. But aside from that, those two things, that was it. It was awful.
2: Well, I think you saved us five minutes there, to be honest we with you. We don't have boss, to but... talk about
3: it if you want. <laughs> uh, well,
2: I'll do it just because I think people want us to, but yeah, I'll just do it skim. But I think you're right. This was the kickoff show to the kickoff show for WrestleMania because it's a reminder of all the feuds. They recapped everything, so it wasn't a view. And, Um sensual view. Drew McIntyre engaged, excuse me, engaged ugh, in a war of words with Bobby Lashley en route to WrestleMania. Xavier Woods defeated AJ Styles. Braun Strowman defeated Elias and Jackson Riker. Getting ready for that cage match, that... McMahon seems really thrilled about, like he's doing a cameo. Uh, <laughs> women's tag team champs, Nia Jackson. I'm already skipping that. Bobby Lashley defeated Cedric Alexander. Oh no, I have actually go back to the women's tag team match because Rhea Ripley. This is one bit I liked. Oh, can you believe it? The two people having a match at WrestleMania, teaming up. To blah blah blah. How will they coexist? Yeah, but thankfully they didn't do the bit where we've seen at least twice in the last few weeks, where it's like, oh no, the bad guy ducked, and the other one hit the good. No. Ririp we just went, sod it, and attacked Asuka. Unprompted. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, good. Thank you for going against the, uh, the cliché. And then Bobby Lashley defeated Cedric Alexander. The Hurt Business are officially dead. There's no Hurt Business. So because the Hurt Business are not allowed ah, to be at, the, at ringside WrestleMania...
3: No, 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 uh, Matthew, no, no, no. I watched it oh. back and the, the commentary say Benjamin and Alexander are banned from ringside. If, if they're going to go to that... People better not go back oh. and watch that handicap match because, yeah, I went back and watched it and commentary big up the fact it's Cedric Alexander and Shelton that are bad. And anyway, the Herb oh. business is still alive. It's, it's just MVP and Lashley. That's what, that's what MVP that's what I'm says. Saying. Is that, oh, okay. Well,
2: fair enough. Then. It's uh, Morrison's humiliating attack on Bad Bunny led to a WrestleMania upgrade. It's now a tag match. Fair enough. Did you see Bad Bunny complaining about having a $3 million car And how it's ruined his life. Because he's one, he's the only person with it. So it's hard for him to be incognito when the only owner of the $3 million car in existence shows up. Oh, I wonder who this could be. Is it Jim from around the corner? No, it's Bad (laughs) bad Bunny. And also because of how much money he had to pay to import it over.
1: Well, this is the thing. Like, I really want want a Nissan Skyline eventually one day. It's going to cost an arm and a leg, like a, a classic one, get it imported. But if you're paying $3 million for a car... Surely that's a car you'd use on a track, not a car you drive this around. This
3: is the thing I don't understand why anybody has anything like that to do to, as the everyday driver. The speed limit is the same for everybody.
1: What? You'd find you might as well have a
3: Ford Focus. And... So I've got a Ford Focus, me. It's bloody lovely. <laughs> got well, air conditioning. You... It's got. It's. It, it hasn't got a CD player because you plug your phone in these days, which I, I didn't realise. But it's it's a lovely motor, and you don't need anything more flamboyant than that. These people with their Ferraris and stuff. I'm still going 70 miles an hour just like you are. And I'm doing it more economically. We we, we one liter.
1: A deeper appreciation for the the engineering of of the the car designers, I guess. But at the same time, it's just a massive status symbol. And if you're gonna pay three million dollars for a car and driving everywhere, then Christ, I don't want to know what the depreciation on that is. Because as I was gonna say, speed bump, you're gonna to have to sit there with hydraulics waiting for the nose to go. And then I the saw rear, it, I, and then up and over and then gently lower it again so you can drive off. Like <laughs>
3: I mean, obviously they were never gonna actually damage the three point six million dollar car on this week's roll. So yeah. I just I looked at parts. It was actually for a Veyron. I don't think I was a Veyron. It was a Bugatti something or other. I just know the Veyron from Top Gear back in the day when he used to fly it against the yeah. jet and whatnot. But uh, a set of tires for a Veyron are like twenty six thousand dollars or something like that.
1: <laughs> it ain't it ain't cheap, When you need like wide profile, like thin racing tires. Like the, it, it starts to mount up, and of course, with the 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 cars themselves, if you're taking it to a track, you're going to get through sets of tires like yeah. nothing.
3: I just loved it when they were like, because um, obviously they, they put the very clearly water based paint on there, which would have wiped off with a sleeve, Whoop, and it's yeah. gone. Um, which obviously they're going to do because it's a very expensive car. But then they, then they had bad bunny rate to throw them at the car and then they went, whoop, we'll throw it at the car next door. I just thought I was in a lovely little touch. I don't, know. It.
1: I don't know why they wouldn't just vinyl wrap it for the, for the segment so they could pour like really thick paint over it or something. Because you can just get people out to, to wrap it and do like the whole front end and be like, right, just throw a massive bucket of really horrible paint on it or oil or something. And then it's just a case of clean it off and then lift all that layer off.
3: I reckon if Bad Bunny really respected this business, right? I reckon if he really respected professional wrestling, <laughs> he would have he would have allowed WWE to pour cement on the inside of that car. Oh. I think it's a slap in the face to every single person associated with the World Wrestling Federation. Do you think?
1: Do you think Bad Bunny's got heat with Austin now because of that? Big time, oh especially Vince McMahon. It's, it's all going to pop off at Mania, isn't it?
4: Vince McMahon's Jericho his will come God. out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I like the fact that they watered down the paint because it clearly means that Miz and Morrison are the baby faces, and they are Warhammer fans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know what? I wouldn't have made that joke if Sam wasn't here because that—that's yeah, yeah. thank you. It Morris. would have yes.
1: just—it would have just been met with just. Warhammer. Let me let me just War- pat myself in the back there <laughs> and move on.
2: There is a lot of paint in wrestling at the minute. So Braun Strowman got covered in green paint by Shane McMahon. Bad Bunny's car now being doused, and they did a big block of blue paint and the oh, Don't and call the Nightmare family. Am yeah. I missing something? Is Art Attack coming back?
3: Oh, imagine oh. if Neil Buchanan rocked up the WWE. We have mentioned him a
2: few times, Ross. You know how influential we are.
3: I know, yeah. Imagine, yeah. Who, who would he play down to the ring? His heavy metal band, Marseille. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Just imagine that at WrestleMania. And now, to play Roman Reigns down to the ring, Art oh. Attack's Neil Buchanan and Marseille.
1: Dexter Loomis, but it'd have to be a really, really heavy version of the art attack theme. Just like du di And it, yeah, it'd just work. And then he's just doing a caricature of, of of Loomis doing a caricature. And then actually when the camera pans out, he's he's deconstructed the bloody ring, hasn't he? And he's turned into a giant face and it, it, it's supposed to look a bit like Dexter Loomis, and it kind of does, but, it, you know, it's heart attack, yeah. yeah.
3: Imagine mapping out one of those things he would make on the ground, though. Do you remember those back in the day when he, the camera would be way yeah. up high and he would put all the things down on the floor? What a pain in the ass that must have been.
1: Yeah, there must have been, like, certain, certain like, floors that he was able to mark stuff out on, but, like, when he was doing it on grass, and it's just, like, long grass and stuff, I don't understand how he did it.
3: Now, there's a man who respects professional wrestling.
1: Neil Buchanan. Yeah. Neil Buchanan. Get him in the Hall of Fame. Their Hall of Fame. He must be <laughs> out by surely.
3: I would have thought so, anyway. surely, yeah.
2: If not for the, you know, what does everybody want? Hello, it's me, the head. <laughs> <laughs> and then Drew McIntyre defeated King Corbin. Right, that's enough of that.
1: The, the unstoppable
3: force, King Corbin, Matthew Drew McIntyre's WrestleMania status was seriously in threat because of King Corbin, didn't you know?
1: He's a SmackDown wrestler. What's going on? The, the Brad extension
3: doesn't count this week because all the, the women's tag teams from SmackDown were on Raw and all the SmackDown oh Raw God. ones will be on SmackDown this week as well. It's, it, 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 it. it's
2: fine. Move on. Uh, Hall of Fame, any other thoughts on that? I think we've already covered that. I was going to yeah, say something nice about Titus O'Neil
3: because
2: mm. uh, I've been watching wrestling so long when Titus O'Neil was, oh, he fell over at NXT. Oh, he fell over at uh, Saudi Arabia as well. Oh, he's always <laughs> fallen over. Forgetting the fact that when he's being him, he's actually very good talking and he does a hell of a lot for charity, and now he's getting the honorary thing in the Hall of Fame. And I saw somebody, I believe it was Seahawk on Twitter, go, Why don't we rename it the Titus O'Neill Award? What did Warrior do to help people for charity? Nothing. Yeah. Titus O'Neill's done a hundred times what Warrior's done.
3: I said that on the Cult of Wrestling News as well, Matthew. I'm shocked you you didn't watch that video with me and Jack the Jobber a couple of weeks ago. Oh,
2: silly me. Yeah. Seahawk's
3: still in your stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, obviously. yeah cuz Warriors what Warrior wanted was a very different thing to what WWE present isn't it today. So uh I think Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Titus, <laughs> it's it kinda, kinda, least, Titus is Titus is a better got, embodiment of what
1: Yeah, it's kind of come back to what Warrior originally wanted, I guess, in terms of it being somebody who's more on the backstage side of things and in their personal life doing positive things.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, Warrior wanted to, like, oh, the camera dude or whatever. Or the yeah. Unnamed technician never gets any stuff. It was like, all right, that's nice. But instead they change it to, you know, oh, no, the poor sick kid award. And Warrior's like, no, I hate sick kids. There's all these <laughs> stories about me not wanting to hang out with them. So couldn't have no nicer guy. Uh, AW Dynamite. Should we have one first? Yeah, we always do want one first because I watched NXT first this time. Uh, Adam Page defeated Max Caster in a solid match. Mm -hmm. How much else to say there Rick Knox Uh, has
3: got a fantastic knack of not looking the right way when he's got no reason to be not looking the right way did that make sense? explain when Hangman Page got grabbed by uh, Bowens on the outside Rick Knox had no reason at all not to be looking at Hangman Page but somehow he wasn't looking at Hangman Page therefore he missed the thing I think Rick Knox is a fantastic referee it's just like it's like the sub teacher at school when he's in the match all pets are off (laughs) it's incredible you know what I didn't notice that which I
2: think is the best compliment you can give a referee because I think it was that Hebner or someone says if you notice what a referee's doing then not doing it right so the fact that you noticed it because you got such good eyesight
3: Ross I keep a good eye on Rick Knox mate because that's one thing AEW's told me so far is that Rick Knox is, is partially blind if not fully blind like a good referee should have, be,
1: like, <laughs> a, a pocket full of change, and he just drops a one. He was just looking at he was just
3: looking at Max Caster like, "Oh, you're so beautiful, you." While Hanuman players getting attacked <laughs> by the man on the outside. It was yeah, it was a good, solid match though. They always are though. Because who was I listening to this week? Who said that the the opening match to Dynamite is like the most important match to, on the card for Dynamite these days? Because obviously Raw always starts off with a 25 minute promo, but AEW start off with a big match, and that's their like yeah. their well the focus is. Get the night off on the right toe and all that stuff. And that one lived up to it, I thought.
1: Hmm.
2: But then Death Triangle and Best Friends set up something.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they kind of called back to Death Triangle uh, attacking Cassidy right over the last year. And now, like, Pac was right in the way he was like, you just want a shot at the next champions. But uh, it's almost like a feud of their own horribleness. It's their own fault that this is going to happen is essentially what Best Friends were trying to convey.
3: It's going to be interesting though, because they're not getting those tag team titles after what happened at the end of the show, are they? Surely even Matthew would accept that. I've accepted it because I'm from Newcastle as well. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Don't say
2: that, Ross. (laughs) No. I just want someone to clip where Sam said Pac was right and play that every week. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jericho promo, serious Jericho promo. Not seen this lad in a while. Someone said Jericho sounded different, um, possibly sober. Cause he went <laughs> off on one here. God, he re- reeled them off non-stop insults from Jericho. A lot of them very good. I did like, uh, possibly all the best. The Sean Spears, my personal favorite. Oh. Sean Spears. Like I get told you, he's got a great upside. I haven't seen it, which is already brutal in itself. And um, all I remember seeing was his no, his name on my phone when he was ringing after we got least by the Fed, asking me for help. Yeah, nice hair, mate. I mean, and then
3: it just carried on
1: and on and on and on.
3: Could you explain to me the Wardlow line? Not the oh, one where he What? The one in my strip No,
1: I don't so get you it. you've got to strip off to count to 21, so you've got oh, 10 that. fingers, 10 so, toes. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, for people who didn't see what it, else? Wardlow, uh, he said Wardlow, he's got a... He meant to say the way around, but he's like, he's got a million dollar brain and a 13 cent body, which none? he went around. means he has to I I thought
4: he thought he did take off purpose, all his mate.
2: clothes and strip naked to count to 21. Think about it. We got... Get your, get your hands out, count them, count your
3: toes, count ah, everything you've got. Ah. I've never you heard that 21. one before. Yeah. i got 22. So. Yeah, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> it's a good line, that though. I'll take yeah. that forward in my life.
2: Yeah, he went off it. And it, Jergo being a good guy means that we get to sing uh, Judas as the crowd and it's all right. Makes sense. So
3: it was good as well, because on the fight version, obviously, we get to see what happens during commercial breaks. And obviously, he comes yeah. out for the promo just before a commercial break. We cut the commercial break, and during the break, he says, fans, could you please start doing that chant again when we come back on the air? Because we're the good guys now. Please cheer us, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes yeah. back, and it's deafening. It worked, yeah. to be fair, but it's just, it's just <laughs> funny that he had to ask. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's, he's a big ham, though, Jericho. It fits him. Now he's a babyface ham. I'm going to like babyface ham. <laughs> Sorry. Stop <laughs> saying ham. Taz tries to recruit Christian Cage says he'll think about it out oh, of what
3: you... he's... Not yeah, it, he just yeah.
1: kind of awkwardly goes, uh, yeah, Mountain of Ta-
3: charisma. Taz said to him, I've got a group of men who can get you to where you want to be, and
1: that's just a lie,
3: isn't it? That's just a lie. Oh, it's just a lie, You're talking Matthew. ill of
1: Hook. Yeah. Yes,
3: I am. <laughs> Hook who stand, wait, it's, it's Hook's not the issue, it's the rest of the lads. Just stand there Why? we'll get you soon. Oh. I'll
2: tell you what, they had <laughs> momentum until Sting showed up. Well, cut to him now. Sting gets interrupted because he comes out and they do the, hey, remember 98 promo? And he does the same thing that he did with uh, Lance Archer as he did with Team Taz. Lance Archer comes out, uh, Jay Roberts is like, uh, metaphors, uh, similes, uh, Halloween Havoc, 92, sorry. And then Lance Archer comes out and goes, you know what, Sting, you've got a good point. Maybe my manager is holding me back. Maybe I should turn on him. So is this Sting's thing? He's the new Sean O'Hare. And just gets in the heads of people and go, don't listen to your manager, don't listen to your manager.
3: Do we reckon Tony Schiavone shot on AEW? Because he started off that little introduction thing going, this never gets old, it's Sting! Followed by an interview segment where Sting gets interrupted, which happens every time.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Tony shoots on AEW live on the air, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe just really enjoys it, which to be fair, all the best to him if he does.
1: Just a big Sting fan.
3: I am too, but I think it's getting old.
2: <laughs> yeah. You could say, Tony, before he gets a microphone, This it's stink. So. <laughs> God. Jurassic <laughs> Express took on bear country, notable for the commentators losing their minds during some of the spots, and Jim Ross insisting he's a big fan of Godzilla versus King Kong.
1: I mean, who who isn't? I mean, yeah, come on. Who is Jim Ross
3: I've heard about
4: it. You know, <laughs> <JR. laughs>
3: he went,
2: are they showing the old one? That's nice. <laughs> We're back. Oh, all right. He's like there telling all the like the facts that have been proven incorrect over the years. Do you know when the Japanese could Godzilla Wit? No, Jim, No, that's not true. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm as good as you are, mate. I thought it was real.
3: This was a good match though. The the, the bigger oh, the, of the, the bigger bear was very impressive.
2: Mama Bear. Is that Papa Boulder?
3: Bear. Yeah, Boulder, yeah. That's yeah, Boulder. One. He was very impressive. Yeah.
2: But surely they are missing something. Imagine having a bear stable, and there's only two of you. You need three bears, man. I'll Marco stunt quote. in a bear costume. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, no. Black and Buck oh. selector. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there was a call. Cool, what, oh, what was he? He had the Kong tattoo because what was the quote he said last week? He had the Kong tattoo because it was some sort of like, it remembers to, to get that ass or something like that. Yeah. So just like bear off Boa Selector, he could have the little stiffy gimmick for Marco stunt.
4: Yeah, to except get that, that.
2: oh except that Jack or he trademarked it on a bus years ago. See, <laughs> I brother back. Uh Keith, it just says QT shoots on Cody, and then it says, Woo! On the notes here. It's a fantastic notes, by the way,
3: Ross. Thank you very much. It was a it was a very good promo, but I had a big issue with it. You cannot have QT really? Marshall. You can't have QT Marshall, Sam, after everything we've seen so far on AEW, with one good promo calling other wrestlers vanilla. I couldn't I couldn't stand by that line there from QT.
1: My only thing with this whole situation is that I I firmly believe that whoever would be the person who, you know, went after Cody for, you know, all of the perceived, you know, big-headedness and all of that stuff, I, they would eventually go on that sort of semi Steve Austin line, wouldn't they? It's sort of rebelling against the boss and going in that direction, but I don't know if it's gonna be quite as impactful as if we'd let Cody get away with making grand entrances for like three years and it just building and building and building and then eventually that happening. But yeah, it was a great promo though. It was a yeah, great promo. It was promo. a good promo.
3: Just you can't have QT Marshall calling other people vanilla at this stage. Come on. That's how you know he's a bad guy. <laughs> I know that though. But like I still want oh. my bad guys to make sense when they're they're they're, they're having to go to other people. Otherwise you just yeah. look stupid, don't they?
2: Yeah. Oh well you got me there. <laughs>
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Uh, TNT title match Darby Allen versus JD Drake. Oh, I there, Drake.
1: enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this. And I uh, I like there was a, a moment that Drake grabbed Darby on the outside yeah. and then hurled him into the ring ropes, like just lifted him, hurled him up, and then Darby <laughs> bounced back <laughs> and then just bang, right hoop. And it was like. Um, I, I don't know why I just I had to just keep rewatching and rewatching that bit. I was like, that was genius. That was so good. I loved it.
2: Yeah. And then it kept up with the bunny taking on Tay Conti. With Tay Conti having a hell of a streak at the minute.
4: She's good, isn't she? <laughs> yeah.
1: You? Yeah. I uh, I can't remember where I'd read it. It was I think somebody tweeted it. It'll be somebody much more important. Uh, but it was like imagine having Tay Conti on your roster as Triple H and then seeing. You know, how quickly she's developed in an AEW and having let her go. And it's like, ah, oh man, yeah, like it's at least she's flourishing now. And that's the important thing. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's she got kind of helped by Sheeda toward the end, obviously, as well, with the kendo stick situation. So I assume she must nicely. have
3: put her left foot forward. Have we all seen that clip from back in the day? Put your left foot forward. It's one of my favorite things. Remember we used to, they used to film the performance center and everyone doing the drills and the tryouts and stuff? Right. You have to do a forward roll, stand up, and put your left foot forward. And people weren't doing it, and just William Regal just getting angrier and angrier. <laughs> and now he's like, am I speaking a foreign language? Put your left foot forward. Because that's what you have to do in the wrestling, apparently, which is weird. Uh, well, roll, you lead, stand you lead
1: in like a direction, I think. There's like some people go left, some people go right, but I think different parts of the world lock up with the different... You're Mm. sort of leaning with the left or you're leaning with the right. But yeah, I think it's like a natural so that when everybody's facing each other, everybody's working to the same direction. I know. Mm. Having the (laughs) exact same match. Whoops,
2: sorry. Uh, And then we have Mike Tyson making the save for Jericho. And someone broke this down for me. Months ago, Jericho, heel, feuded with Tyson, face. Tyson disappeared for a year to get ready for Jones Jr. Jericho then teamed with MJF, heel, as part of the inner circle, Heel, Jericho kicked MGF out of the group, which turned MGF face. But MGF fought back and had his friends help against Inner Circle, which means MGF is now heel, and this somehow turns Jericho face. Tyson returns, and is now aligned with Jericho because um Respecta. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> I think I analysed this how you analysed the Logan Paul segment. So fair enough. I'm a giant hypocrite. <laughs>
3: I saw this clip shared on the Sky Sports Facebook page. Really? The, the comments are astonishing. Oh, I, oh, like, I this bet. Is, this is so pathetic. Yeah. How does... Uh. Well, I can't believe Mike Tyson has stooped to this. Do they not know it's fit? Oh, it's just incredible. All look like Alan Brazil as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I did enjoy. I did enjoy this segment though, with the the locker room door getting locked and yeah. bolted shut, and them having to break it down with a bat and then a chair. Just got launched like a stool. Just got launched through it and almost hit the cameraman. Uh, it just really sold that attention to detail. Like it, it was just so much had been put into the idea, and then eventually, obviously, Tyson pops up, and Spears gets leathered. But it was it was great.
2: Yeah, I've no idea why Tyson's still here. Like, I... He had all the momentum last year because it was like, he's coming out of retirement and he actually did, by God. The best boxing match of last year thanks to Snoop Dogg commentary. <laughs> and now it's they like, Tyson's you here, it, you're like,
1: and what are you selling? Weed. Is there... He's bringing oh, people okay. in, isn't he? Anybody that might be curious as to see why Mike Tyson might be on a wrestling show. Uh, you're right. Um, look all those Sky Sports fans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, yes, then the main bit, Moxley and the Young Bucks taking on Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Young Bucks had to make a hard decision and they reluctantly did it. They super kicked with emotion John Moxley and turned and joined Omega and the Good Brothers. What did you think, Sam?
1: Uh it was not quite as definitive. Like I'm not quite sure if they are fully aligned, but cause it was like weird, because they obviously held up Moxley, the Good Brothers, and they were like, kick him again, and they did it. But then, as they all embrace and are about to embrace, Kenny tries to get them to 2 sweet him, and they're like, N-n-n. and then it, we kind of go off the air just after that. But it kind of it was it was on the cards, of course, because Matt was just having such difficulty throughout the match, in particular, uh, with with attacking Kenny to the point where Moxley has to get in, and then once Moxley got in and shoved him back, it was like, oh god, here we go. But yeah. I can, I can, I can, I can get on board with it a bit. I think.
3: I enjoyed how Nick Jackson, in mere minutes, went from wanting to behead Kenny Omega to come here, that Kenny,
1: was... give us a cuddle, will you? <laughs> that was the thing as well. Like he was the first guy to kick Moxley, I think Nick. And yeah. It was like when, and he was the one who was, you know, going, no, we've got to attack Kenny. We've got to attack Kenny. And it was Matt who was having the big emotional like drama initially, but then it's Nick is the first one to kick Moxley. Like, is it, am I reading too much into it? Is it going to be revealed that it was all planned? I, I think...
3: People have Weird. been saying uh, they had no, no issue hoofing Omega in the head back at Revolution like last year, or was it there before? Last year, I've lost all concept of time here. Yeah, last good year. question, yeah. Ross. Uh, last I think year, it was last year. <laughs> last year, yeah. Yeah, it was um, last year. Yeah, when the, t- when the tag team titles on the line, which is quite an interesting thing because the unbugs and the titles on the line can be dicks until the-, until the cows come home. When there's no titles on the line, they're a lot more easily manipulated, so to speak. So I don't know what to make of this. It didn't do anything for me, to be honest with you. I just, I don't like the unbugs, so I guess yeah. that heals now and that's a good thing. But um, that's about it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like Sam going, we'll go get Kenny. We'll go get Kenny. Also, what Triple H was heard saying when he heard that Undertaker was trying to tour with Inside the Robes. <laughs> Never forget, you dead get. So yeah, with this, I was in a miserable mood yesterday and I tweeted, I'll, I can't be bothered with this. And I think I'll explain a bit more because I had lots of people. Because if people agree with you, they'll agree with you. And if people disagree with you, they'll let you know that they disagree with you and that you're a horrible person. So I'm sorry, it wasn't my intention to ruin anybody's day. But you know, there's some wrestlers that you like because you follow their careers and you're into them because of them as the personalities or they have the microphone skills, you're into them. I wasn't one of these people who was a super New Japan fan from years ago. So as far as I'm concerned with Young Bucks and Omega, you know, they're good action-wise, but in terms of promo, it's just like, there's a wall here. And it's not held by, well, yeah. Omega's right now is playing, I'm Professor Omega. It's like, all right, you're supposed to be a bad guy. They call me the cleaner because I clean up at the Wrestling Observer Awards every year. And all that stuff, that's fair enough. But... The Young Bucks come out every week. We said many times this podcast. And like, don't forget we changed wrestling. We invented tag wrestling. We're the greatest tag team ever. I'm like, money. We have so much money, Omega. We're so rich and profitable. Our dicks are enormous. I'm like, wow, I can relate to so much to talk about it here. God. Just a common man. So, okay. So I'm not really into that. And um, and now we have more of this feud and it's oh, will they, won't they, won't they, will they? And I'm just not into it. They're not doing anything wrong. If you want these people who are into them, fantastic. More power to you. I'm sure if they had wrestlers or people that I was into or really cared about, like the, the Sami Zayns or the Kevin Owens people whose career I followed, or the Kratos, or the Super Dragons were making appearances, I'd be the same. But at the minute now, this is not. It's like watching two Piers Morgans trying to get <laughs> us to care about us. So I'm just going to skip them and what? be positive.
3: What so. we need, though, is if they've got this relationship with New Japan, because I'm with you, Matthew, I wasn't big on New Japan back in the day, we need all of the gaps filled in, we need to be shown how good friends the young books were with the good brothers and Omega and all that stuff, and like <laughs> right, show, right. Why, show why this means something, because it's, it's obviously a very simple story to tell, oh, they used to be friends, now they went against each other, now they're back together and all this stuff, but show us if you've got that, but, if, they can, if they can't do that, of course, but if they can't, they can't, but... Caps need to be filled.
1: not easier to to just be like, look, they were Bullet Club in Japan. They were a big deal. They won all these belts because if they start going in with, you know, here's all of the stuff, then they're kind of going to have to lean into that and lean into another company's booking with it. Although, you know, they are just the Bullet Club back together. So, I, again, I might be reading too much into it. Yeah. But- and
2: maybe I am too. Maybe I should just relax and calm down and have a Snickers or something. But you know what? So, AW Dynamite's still good. Just, you know. Need to skip because there's only so many hours in a day. When there's NXT take Hour standing to live at night one at the same time. Mm. So Zoe Stark defeated Tony Storm. What? Oh, that was the pre-show. Yes. Yeah. Zoe Stark beat Tony Storm. Yeah. Dude, there was a time when Tony Storm wouldn't lose to anybody.
3: It's so weird seeing her lose. God. What is that? In, like she would like just Hogan everybody or like? She was just too good. She's <laughs> nobody on her left. She was the <laughs> vaulter.
4: <laughs> no.
2: Uh, okay. So she, she Zoe lost. Star was very
3: impressive, though, because was—I think that was—that might be my first like full match of have seen. Starr because it was very, very good. Yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the match. I, not got much else to add there.
2: I, I was—I just was like, all right, yeah, Zoe Starr's gonna get a little bit of shine in, and then just like, oh, she pinned her. Like, you know, rubbing my eyes and all that, like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Uh, Pete Dunne defeated Kushida. Nice ten minute match here, That it was slightly abrupt because we'll talk about how who's the best technical wrestler, but it didn't its welcome, which I always criticize NXT for. So hey, fair play. Yeah, lots,
3: lots of transitions and whatnot, showing a lot of technical prowess. And but I thought Pete Dunn had to win because he was the one who laid down the challenge and he can't be looking silly like that now, can you, body lad? So I'm happy that he did win. But it was short, yeah, but again it was it was two hours, wasn't it? The first night. It was. It was oh, sweet. Yeah, bloody hell. Oh. Bronson
2: Reed defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes, L.A. Knight, Dexter Loomis and Leon Ruff to uh, win the qualifying contender match to then take on Gargano the next night. I think this was a big, fat, good, greasy BLT with a dripping of a match. I <laughs> could have said that better, but I stand by my point. If this was a sandwich, Sam, which sandwich would it be? <laughs> I,
1: I think you've summed it up perfectly. It'd just be I love a Big, it. big oh, fat, you. drippy boy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Would it have
3: crisps in, though? We've got to bring the Subway discussion into this. Have you seen this this week? Wait, wait, no, wait, I'll go on. Wait, wait. You can now pay a whole 20 pence to have ready salted crisps as a filling in your Subway.
1: Right, hang on. Nah. Okay. Like, I, I, get, I get, you know, crisp sandwiches are occasionally delicious. But when you're paying 50 pence for a handful of what's essentially going to be bottom barrel crisps at the end of the day. 20 it? pence. 20 pence, sorry, for bottom barrel crisps. I mean, I get put in like crushed up tortillas and sandwiches, like, you know, like, like Dorito style boys, but from Subway, ready salted. What am I going to, like, if I go over there today to the one just near the office and I'm like, yeah, can I have a foot long uh, ready salted on uh, Italian herbs and cheese? What are they going to do? Are they going to sell me that? Are they going to sell? I don't, I can't even, I, I don't know why it's making me so angry. I don't know if you
3: have to have meats in there, and like the, the crisps is part of the salad bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, can I have a salad, please? Yeah, what would you like? Oh. Ready salted crisps. <laughs> yeah, is that it? That's
2: I don't, it. What more vegan options? Me, <laughs> <laughs> more vegan options, please. Fantastic. His crisps. Oh, thanks, Subway. boy. Cheers. Um, I don't know what to say because I know there's gonna be people going get in, but if I'm paying for food outside, I sure as hell don't want be paying for a crisp sandwich. What?
1: Like it, it.
3: That's what yeah, I mean, it's it's got, it's, it's You may as well get got... a bag
1: of crisps and then put some of them in the sandwich and enjoy the rest of the bag of crisps afterwards. But I was assumed this was like a, either
2: you're really poor or you're really lazy or hungover and got a oh, crisp sandwich. All right, but the idea of going out and ordering one is that, no.
3: Again, I just assume it's got to be part of the salad bar because crisps have salad, aren't they? <laughs> salad bar. <laughs> You know I had the bit You're before the right. the, yeah, bit before, worst, the bit before the Southwest it, sauce. But I, if we, this was this was this was the Weatherspoon's burger with the double option added in. I thought, in terms of a wrestling match, going back to the wrestling lads on this wrestling podcast. I thought Bronson Reed. Oh, you know Ross, what's the gourmet uh, yeah. burger? The, the one government. that arrives like this. The beer, the beer in the burger at Weatherspoon's, but you put the double in for an extra pound. That's and what you I'm, get like oh.
1: ninety-five onion rings, like the Tower of Babel, just. Building up, you always have to get a like, <laughs> All the things.
3: <laughs> no idea what that is. Is that an anime thing?
1: No, no. Yeah, it's, it's a, in a way. It's, <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's a biblical thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> yeah, I'm me off.
2: Sorry. Um, Volda <laughs> defeated Champa in a match that I'll leave the food analogies alone, but a rare steak. Best it was twenty
1: staying. chicken nuggets. That's oh. what that was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take now? that as well. What
3: was we speak about now? Walder versus Champa. Oh God, aye, this was fantastic. This. That I think that might be my original thought for this week's Hall of Fame was the spot where Champa runs the fifteen hundred oh. meters and then gets chopped down. I <laughs> 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 was pissing myself so, with that. Yeah. It's a very impressive though from Champa, who looked at least twenty five years younger when he shaved his head. I didn't realise that was the story they were telling by having the sort of Home Alone one look. The snowshoe will come in, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm this guy, and then I've shaved my head. I've remembered who I am. I'm the psycho killer, this, that, and the other. there. But I guess that's a That's a fine story to tell.
4: Yeah.
2: And that's it. Went, Aha, defeat Walter. All I've got to do is avoid that one chop hand. So Walter's like, ah, oh, my chop hand. No. And then uh, he's like, oh, I'm doing really good, really good. Oh, Walter gets him once, and that's all I was needed. I love that finish so much, because you can't just have Walter doing the exact same Dragon Off match every time. So yeah. I'm glad they went slightly different. And it worked really well. I did see some people get annoyed and go, He beat him with a chop. I mean, no, no, no. a Volta <laughs> chop.
3: Yeah, and after several. Volta extra, chops get as your well. crisps. <laughs> after, <laughs> after several Volta chops as well, to be fair. There was a lot of chops in that match. But also they buried him though, didn't they, Matthew? They buried Volta. After having him chop the table and the table not fall down after Tony Storm made the table fall down with with ease. Tony Storm's oh, a lot no. stronger than Volta than is, surely, now. That's what we'll deduce from that match there. Write a
1: formal complaint, Matthew. I will have to. Write a formal complaint and send it to Titan Tower. See what happens. That table will never work in this business again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> MSK <laughs> defeated a Crystal Young Veterans and Legado Del Fantasma. Yeah. Just a big old triple threat spot match. NXT t- lads, tag team, yeah. Three, three teams. It's going, look what I can do. Flip, flip, flip. Not too long. Yeah, PWG special.
3: Heartbreaking though, wasn't it? I thought this was Grizzled Young Vet's time. Sorry, I thought this was gri- Grizzled Young Vet's time. Uh, I thought this was the one after two, two, two Dusty Cup losses. I thought this was the one, and then sort of have um, MSK chase them along the summer there. But uh, no, wasn't meant to be. But you kinda complain, can you? It was just a NXT do tag teams really well, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do.
2: And Raquel Gonzalez defeated Io Shirai. Even after yo jumped off the skull.
3: It looked um, sore, didn't it? Little yeah.
2: bit. Just a little bit. It did, yeah. And then she was like, ah, oh, that didn't hurt very much. Choke slam, Finn. <laughs> a take between her, Rhea Ripley getting called up, and the new Resident Evil game. It's a good time for big women. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I'll leave that alone. Uh night two. Killian Dane and Drake Maverick defeated Zango. Oh, is this in the pre show?
3: Yeah, I didn't I see the I mean. the night two pre-show, sure, so oh, I assume okay. it was a fun match with Drake involved and Gillian involved.
2: Yeah, it's just take a good guess. I'm sure it was fun. There we go. <laughs>
4: uh,
2: Santos Escobar defeated Jordan Devlin. in A ladder match. Uh, didn't skip uh, skipped it because I'm not buying what Devlin's selling. What did you think?
3: You should be in terms of wrestling because he took a lot of good, fo- a lot of amazing falls in this match. It was a spot where he did a, like a picture perfect Kurt Angle moonsault off the top of the ladder. Which is like an unstable service and very impressive. Then he takes a fall uh, from the center of the ring off the top of the ladder over the top rope to the floor. He was doing all kinds of impressive falls, but uh, yeah, it was just a, a proper spot festy NXT ladder match. But instead of having six men involved or whatever, as a, as as his tradition, I guess there was just two involved. It was just it was, yeah,
2: yeah they were competing just... for a dancing Shawn Michaels at the top, right? <laughs> That's what I got from the the build.
1: It was just a lot of destruction, really. It was it was I, I wasn't I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but I think it, it delivered in that sense that it was just a bit crazy. Good times. And I remember uh, when Shotzi Blackheart defeated the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh the Shotzi's entrance, Shotzi and Ember's entrance here was fantastic. I really enjoyed it.
3: So was Shotzi's entrance into the barricade. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh goodness. God. Oh, That's how you God. know it's
2: a take hour when Shotzi puts that magnet in the back of her head and it goes to the floor because she always finds a way of landing directly on it, bless her. So yeah, apparently she was all right though. Reports I have read. Just made that up, but she's unbreakable, so it's all right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a fine match. Gargano defeated Bronson Reed.
3: Go on, Ross. This was, Matthew, a... What's it called at McDonald's where you get the two Big Macs and one? What's the official title? Two, one. There's two that, Big Macs. That doesn't in one, sound either.
1: like anything official.
3: No, does, do you yeah. just get
1: two Big Macs and put them together?
3: No, no. I might look like I do, but I don't Is know. Is it an, one an of official thing secret... they sell? Is ah. it Big Big Mac Deluxe or something like
1: that? Oh, the, the Grand Big
3: Mac. Big Mac. Grand Big Mac. That's the one. Yeah. This was that, but Bronson Reed being just everything. Maybe Big. Johnny Gargano was the, the the pickle or the gherkin, whatever the hell's inside of Big Mac. <laughs> I don't like Big Macs, me. McChicken sandwich, man. Guy, if I have to get one.
1: I oh, I found yeah, yeah. it, it to be mark, it. it was uh yeah it was it was just a, a bit of a, a meat slappy fest it was it was for me like I I enjoy Bronson Reed just the agility he has and uh, Gargano worked well against him in that respect I think
3: I guess the Jim Cornet of the world will be moaning because Bronson Reed was taking reverse runners and stuff like that and a guy of his size shouldn't be doing that but <laughs> wrestling changes didn't <laughs> it yeah, yeah I thought yeah just a good match wouldn't it Gargano is a good wrestler but again Matthew. We're allowed to say this without anyone rolling their eyes, rolling their eyes, because Jack's not here. But I just didn't care because it's a Gargano match. I was shocked that he won as well. I was really shocked that he won, but it was a good match. Sounds about right. Oh, Unless uh, Sam, a big Johnny Gargano fan as
4: well. I enjoy,
1: I enjoy Gargano. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll not give you, I'll not, I'll not, you know, go, go off on you or anything. I, I, I just find it, yeah, it was a little odd for me that that Reed, after going through everything he went through to get there. It sort of fell at that hurdle, but at the same time, it's understandable because it is Johnny Gargano. So,
3: and it was an impressive spot that got them there with a the moonsault. Yeah, yeah.
2: Sorry, I mean, we all like each other despite our fault. Uh, Gable Stevenson <laughs> appeared. Stevenson, Stevenson, I oh, thought it was a typo. My apologies. Gable Stevenson,
3: <laughs> it's got the red squiggly line underneath it. Uh, appears. Who's this again, Ross? This is the most recent guest on Cultaholic Wrestling Straight to Hell, which has just gone live right now as we're sat here on the, on the podcast. So it's, it's live on the channel right now. A fantastic man. Uh, Going to be but People call him the next Brock Lesnar, and that's, that's all you need to know. He's, he's off to the Olympics. Sure will get a gold medal. And then after that's done, I'm sure he'll be in, a, in NXT. So, um, yeah, Steffi Man was there, sort of clapping in his face. It was That was unnerving. So since he survived that, I'm sure he can survive anything. <laughs> <laughs> But he is very—he's a very charismatic guy, and obviously, I'm not. We don't have the uh, the amateur wrestling so much at the forefront of everything here in the UK. But having watched a couple of highlight packages before doing that straight to hell, he can do a lot of things. Bloody hell! That's all. I, I, yeah. That's that's <laughs> my amateur wrestling analysis there. <laughs>
2: Karen Cross defeated Finn Balor to win the NXT title.
3: Love this um, match, me.
2: Yeah, I like. Carrying Cross because he's different to the rest of the stuff you see on NXT. I see a lot of people not liking him because he doesn't do what the rest of the roster does on NXT. I'm like, I like Variety, <laughs> mate. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't like the, up to the standards of the Finn Balor matches he's had with Carlo O'Reilly and Pete Dunne, but still, grab something different. But would this mean that Finn Balor's going to go back up to main event land? I saw people we... saying that this
3: week. Yeah. It worked, like Apparently, Balor was only meant to be in NXT for six months when the first moved to to. Two hours on a, on a Wednesday, but uh, I don't know. It, it sort of hasn't worked out once, so what's to say it would be any different, I guess? I don't know, it's weird.
2: No. I mean, Raw could do with the headliners.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, I like this match. I like the way it started off with like, a, couple of, a couple of big strapping lads going like, I'm better than you and harder than you, and like being quite seductive and quite smarmy about it all in the process, and I just turned into a sort of gritty sort of fight. Which again, Matthew, I'm with you, I like a bit of a variety in me wrestling. I don't like seeing the, the same match with different people involved multiple times a night, and I enjoyed the way this was different and grittier. so yeah. carrying Cross getting the win as well, getting his belt back. It was lovely.: Good
2: times. And then the main <laughs> event: Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole. Uh, un, what was it? I was going to say Fancy. Unscripted. I almost Fancy. started doing the old raw intro.: <laughs> it, uh, it uncensored uncooked. it's raw. No. It was 40 minutes unsanctioned Uh, Kyle O'Reilly who I think Local Soundwave said I'll say it again see what soundtracking is now looks like the bully in a Nickelodeon show in the 90s Uh, but that aside 40 minutes ladies and gentlemen 40 minutes they did a lot of cool innovative spots because Adam Cole remember did a former CCW great so now and again he can do the hardcore stuff with the chairs facing that way and cracking the back and everything else shining wizard stuff into there lots of chain related offence very good it was good I don't like the fact that, again, you can't tell that Triple H and HBK are running NXT now when Adam Cole's like, that's right, Kyle. I'm going to explain the plot to you while you're down. Blah, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know. So at least he's ready for the main roster, Adam Cole. So good luck. Maybe he'll hear him Raw soon or post WrestleMania. But what did you think, Sam?
1: Uh, I I haven't had a chance to see this match yet. As I said, I fell asleep. Oh, so sorry, I, I'm going to be watching it while I'm rendering today in a couple of hours' time. What? Yes.
2: Ross, it is then.
3: I thought it was everything it was going to be. That's all I've got to say about that. I, I don't know what you say. It's like you've got these two lads who do their things and the way they do them, and then you get an unsanctioned match, and they go through the stage, and Adam Cole kicks a polystyrene wall down, and yeah, it was it was just good, wasn't it? It was just big... Not, I don't want to say big silly bollocks, but uh, big gnarly bollocks with uh, chains and whatnot. Whips and chains excite me. It was just what it was meant to be, but I find Cole's predicament now intriguing because... Surely he's going to the main roster. And I've been saying for years now, Vince McMahon won't like the size of his arms. Even though we all know he's a proper main event star, Vince McMahon looks at one thing before anything else. So I don't know if Vince McMahon, maybe things have changed for Vince McMahon, but I find Adam Cole on the main roster so intriguing as a prospect because will Vince McMahon sort of cave in to the little arms? The relatively little arms, I should say. He's still very muscular, of course, compared to you and I. (laughs)
1: if he gets the Daniel Bryan style treatment from the fans where people just refuse to let up I think they will have to eventually relent and and, you know treat him as the star he is but yeah there's always that worry there's always that worry actually I forgot Adam Cole has been
2: really cool on Twitch so I actually feel bad about it. You know what? I love the fact that explained the feud and plot and everything. <laughs> I love the fact you went 40 minutes. Exactly. What was I expecting? What else was I expecting? An NXT take match between you and Colorado O'Ready. on Cole. Good job, pal. Good job. Nothing but love here. He always likes a good raid. And he's like, oh, called the holic. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he sounds. He
3: has no idea who <laughs> we are. <I'm> American. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. Good week for wrestling. And hey, NXT went out with a bang. They, they won the ratings, by the way, because it would have been... Very surprising and shocking if they hadn't
4: with yeah. Takeo yeah. going
2: against AEW Dynamite. That would be like that would be like oh oh okay, something's really wrong here. So can't wait to see what happens next week. But also there's that little thing called oh I don't know WrestleMania look forward to. So
3: yeah, what? are people going to argue about now on Wednesdays?
2: We'll find something. Uh, if the Grand Big Mac is actually two Big Macs put together or it's just two bigger <laughs> patties, as that's what it said on the Yeah, it's, oh. it's, just,
1: it's just two wider burgers. So I couldn't even imagine drops. trying to
2: fit two Big Macs on top of each other in your mouth, like I one of those know. Scooby-Doo snacks.
3: I know it's hard to believe, but I don't frequent McDonald's too often. I thought that's what it was. Never had one myself, like, don't like them. Don't like Big Macs? No. What, if you did go to McDonald's, what would you order? Oh, it's a McChicken sandwich meal. Oh, mate, no, recently I've converted to a chicken select. That's nice.
2: Yeah. If I have to go to McDonald's. But I am with Sam. My default McDonald's meal, and again, doesn't happen very often, would be just 20 chicken nuggets.
1: Nuggets are good. I, I'm more of a chicken legend guy, but sometimes you get chicken legend that the they meat ain't on. great and it's a bit too like, yeah. oh, when you bite into it, it does that like squeaky and it's like, nope, just put it back in the box, see you later. Yeah, right, this, is
2: the, this is the made at 10 to 5 p.m. on a Friday. <laughs> uh, it's now Sorry. Sunday. <laughs> right. It's just been sat there. Cool. Well, on that happy muck note, here's the next segment.
1: Let's have a rummage in our mailbags.
2: <laughs> ah, now time have a little look in the mailbag, number one. Hi, lovely lads. Ooh, that's us. Hope you're all well and ready for a jam-packed weekend. First-time sender, long-time listener, dating back to the name-reducted days. I work ridiculous hours, but make, uh, make time to the listen to the podcast without fail. Spotify even agrees because you've repeatedly been my most-listened-to podcast since you first started. You guys always make me laugh. I sometimes forget that I'm listening to you in public, ruining standard tube etiquette by just randomly laughing out loud or unconsciously bopping my head to the Reese's Pieces jingle. What I thought were little nods. Maybe you've appeared as mini headbanging to bystanders. Anyway, this weekend is WrestleMania. But it's also my birthday. I've always wanted to go to WrestleMania as a birthday trip. This would have been my chance, but I'm being a responsible person. Also, Boris won't let us travel anyway. My question, is there a specific WrestleMania that you wish you were in attendance for? If so, which one and why? Apologies if this has already been a question. Thank you for all that you do. You've been a source of immense joy in so many people's lives. It's been great watching you thrive as a company. I wish you even more success in the future. All the best, Natalie from London. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, some of your thoughts there as well. So, are
1: we, are we talking we can go back to them and remove all memory of it happening and go there and attend it as a fan without knowing what's going to happen? I'm assuming it's we do know. That's why we're going back in time with okay. this time machine. Well, either way, I think I'd still choose Seventeen. You
3: basic bitch.
1: (laughs) Come on, like TLC2 live? Could you imagine (laughs) the atmosphere? Oh, my God. But yeah, either that or one, I'd say.
2: Even though the rest of the show is crap, WrestleMania X8 just to be part of Rock Hogan. You've uh,
3: you've taken the words out of my mouth, Matthew.
2: (laughs) In terms of crazy crowd reactions at WrestleMania, I was there for the Hardy Boys in 2017, which is one of the loudest things I've ever been a part of. It was that, that, and um, when they showed the replays of the Hall of Fame and everyone sung along with the sing-along of Kurt Angle going, I'm just a sexy Kurt, and then the entire, <laughs> the entire stadium <laughs> then did. With, oh, that was awesome. But the Hardy Boys pop was unreal, so already done that. So, of course, Hogan Rock. Just insane power, Set, crowd pop, however you say it. What about yourself,
3: Ross? Literally took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. you think of anything
2: exact- else? i some time there by rambling.
3: Oh, do we need? A, uh, oh, uh, if I had to pick a second choice, I would go for WrestleMania Nine, just to be a part oh. of that silly bollocks and just to see what that set was like <laughs> and be a part of the day. Would be a, a great laugh, wouldn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't wrestling like not to... so much, but you know.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: I wouldn't like to go there to watch the show, but it'd certainly be interesting to see what general sentiment was like inside the arenas at two. Just mm. kind of poke your head in and be like, "Are they rioting yet? Are they kicking off? Do they want refunds yet?" What are they watching? What's happening? Yeah,
2: Do you want to go back in time, WrestleMania two, to watch a big screen of the other arena. Yeah.
1: Well, just two little tiny screens at ringside. Yeah.
2: Two CRT monitors, the entire arena.
1: There's, I don't know if it's if it's Mania, but there's definitely been some galleries when I've been looking back, going for images and stuff, where there's just all these like you know twenty five inch big fat back tellies wheeled out like you know a teacher would in the classroom in the nineties for video time. Uh, they wheel out like one of those for each side of the front row and everybody's just kind of like like Oof. trying to watch something that's happening
2: oh yeah there are times we see like old boxing photos as well like these giant stadiums or even you know Horndorf versus Hogan and it's like here's the cheap seats at the back and you go wow that's amazing but you realise wait that would be my view that postage stamp the yeah. ring and you look around oh there'll be big monitors oh they didn't
1: have big monitors back then
2: peep peep good, wouldn't you yeah.
1: Yeah, it's why my dad was really hesitant when we were younger to, to get wrestling tickets unless we could get really good ones because he's like, there's no point us going to like a big event or doing anything like, you know, any any show where we're going to be in the nosebleeds and we can barely see. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'd love to be there. But yeah, it's kind of oof. Or do 2017 or 2018
2: and be at the, the hard camera sign and get blinded by the lights that they shone at
3: some of the arena. I've still got my picture on my phone of that blue light that was just right in our eyes. It was awful. At 33, oh, because we were up in the tier. It was terrible.
1: We were were lucky because we were a little bit lower down, but we were on, I think, slightly more of an angle than you. So we just had a big post covering a full third of the ring so we could see each corner. And then the dead center, we had to just keep turning to the scoreboard. Just having a bit of a watch and then turning back when they got on the turnbuckle and stuff.
2: It came up on a thing this morning. My mates tagged you in a post and stuff. It was a memory and it was the today in 2017 when you had the big countdown clock above the ring. And of course, record it and it was like 10, 9, 8, turns over, 2, when it went to three minutes. So me and my mates said, Did someone say three minutes? And it's like, <laughs> and going, What are you doing, you idiot? I'm like, come on. No, I will nothing. say, yeah. like
1: 33 set, every little detail of 33 set, even when it caught on fire, was amazing. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, the the ring above the ring on top of the, the little like gazebo they build, uh, with like the huge piping and all the lights, it just looked amazing. It was so cool. Have and seen hopefully, this year? hopefully, this year, I've seen a bit of, of oh. a ship, but I'm oh. kind of hesitant. I'm, I like that big reveal, like 34. 34s was beautiful, that huge mask and everything, and I couldn't believe how good that looked. So I'm, fingers crossed this year's not going to disappoint because I, I was not a big fan of 35 with just the IMAX. Yeah. I was not a fan of that.
3: You want more effort in, don't you? A bit more flamboyance. But I saw a high-angle picture that was taken yesterday, I think it was, and it just looks like it's just got massive, really tall LED screens. Then on top of that, there is a pirate ship that is twice as big as the actual pirate ship that's inside the stadium. It looks incredible.
1: I'm still finger, like crossing my fingers for Owens to load Sammy into a cannon and fire him into a giant net on the other side of the stadium.
2: <laughs> and that's good because if it is successful, it'll be, oh, it'll look amazing. You'll be safe and everything. If it goes badly, Logan Paul can film him. <laughs> ma, 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 ma. Hey well, Matthew, it's... Jack, and Ross. Uh, cheers for the great content over the past year. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to get a wrestling theme tattoo, what would it be and why? Cheers. Charlie from
1: Yorkshire.
3: Well, Sam. I, Sam actually has one. I forgot that yeah. Sam was on the podcast and I put the mail back together yesterday.
1: I've got <laughs> Bret Hart uh, tattooed on my left shin. Like uh, classic Bret in the big jacket with the epaulettes and the the shades and everything. Yeah, I've got Bret tattooed on me. On the shin? On the shin. It on the front? It was, it was, yeah, front of the shin.
2: Christ. I thought it was done. That tattooist turned to you and said with tears in his eyes, it
1: was the best tattoo he'd ever done. It was Steph, actually. Steph tattooed. Oh. Uh, tattooed brow. Oh, of course, mate. right. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites. And I just, you know, it, I hope that, you know, I, I, I never have to get it removed for any reason. Uh, if not, we can maybe change it into Joey Ramone. But I, I was never a big Ramone <laughs> fan. So <laughs> I was never a fan, really, of the Ramones Beyond yeah. A Few Songs.
2: Yeah, you're going to get Bruce Hart on your other shins, so your shins can <laughs> hit each other.
1: <laughs> no, Bruce would have to be bigger and higher up, like a full yes. thigh, because Bruce is that important. That's right.
3: What would you get, Ross? I'll tell you what, I've, I've thought about this question seriously, and I would get the, um, the sort of the tribal print that Roman Reigns and the Usos have on their arms. I know that every sort of different print or whatever, every different pattern, I should say, means something. So I would get one of them because I think they look incredible. I wouldn't be able to get it round my pec because I haven't got one. I've just got a tit and it wouldn't look very good. But um, I would get it up the arm. It would look amazing.
1: Well, you can actually go to uh, certain islands in Polynesia where you can get tattooed in a traditional manner. Where they use sharks' teeth and they uh, they hammer Ooh. the ink in. What's the,
3: yeah, the the it's the almost thing like with Japanese
1: hammer. tabori style, where it's it's properly like traditional. But there's a little couple of sticks and it's sort of banged in. But they will talk to you in advance and they'll they'll speak to you about you know your life and your aspirations, and then they will design something entirely unique for you based on you know what you what you want and what you, where you want to go in life and the things you've done. And then that's put on you and that's it. It's burned afterwards. Nobody else can ever have that again. So go for it. That's me. cool.
3: When the world open, opens up, I'll be there. Easy jet flight.
1: <laughs> 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 Easy jet to New Zealand or somewhere like that. Can you imagine? <laughs> but oh. apparently that,
3: that hurts a lot more. I know that a normal tattoo gun hurts, but like apparently that, that whole in malarkey hurts a hell of a lot more.
1: So, it either apparently feels like taps like somebody's literally got a uh, a, a Bic pen with the lid on and it's just gently nudging you or it sucks like there's no middle it's either the easiest nicest thing or it's the worst thing like in the world because Tabori the Japanese style that is just poked with like a very sharp barbed needle like over and over again and I want that but it, it, it's gonna it's gonna kill me that it's gonna kill me
2: <laughs> good times uh, to go with a previous podcast from a few, a few months ago, I'll get the word Goldberg across my chest. Like Goldberg famously has across his... I don't know what was on me that, that day, but I got Perry Saturn and Goldberg mixed up, Sam.
1: <laughs> it's an easy mistake. You oh, know, yeah. Two guys, birth, big right? goatee, bald, you know.
2: You know, I, I just said it and started speaking. I'm
1: glad Jack and Ross called oh. me out and got, what? what? Goldberg just... has Goldberg tattooed. We need no. We need a time machine, and we need to go back, and we need to film a, a, a sequel to Twins, but with those two, instead of Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, just, just Goldberg and Perry Satin. It'd be amazing. Yeah. It'd be so good. We need that. We need it. And we those the, the flamboyant shirts that he used to. Oh man, could you imagine? Oh,
2: Goldberg's dressed on nicely, you know, like a proper WWE dude, and Perry Saturn's got the big Teletubbies hat. <laughs>
1: Why can't you be normal? <laughs> uh
2: failing that I would get probably I would get uh smashing the guitar over something. Maybe my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just i do it in New Zealand just to see the look in their faces going. I'm I'm giving you a shark tooth to do for this, am I? <laughs> all right, great. Uh next question. Hiya lad Meisters. First off, thank you for all your work on the channel. Full stop. But especially this week. I can only imagine your workload is outrageous right now, but we appreciate it to no end. And watching you guys' coverage is just as much a part of the WrestleMania festivities as anything for me. Thank you so much for it all, guys. Prevents us wrestling nerds from launching excitable rants at uninterested passersby too. (laughs) Though the channel has also helped bring me together with some friends online when we found we are all fans. So a small shout out, if I can, to the wrestling girls in NTFC. Also, Ross... Thanks to the years of WTF, and well, it is sad to see it go. We understand your situation and fully support you. And if one of us had any sense or heart, me or Sam would have put that in the Hall of Fame. Sorry about that, Ross. Maybe next week if WrestleMania That's sucks. Fine. <laughs> I look forward to whatever you uh, do on the channel going forward, and we love you, man. Now, after watching the tier list video on the channel about WrestleMania main events, I thought I, too, should watch each one. Oh, I know this guy's been on the Twitch. The first wrestling show I ever got to see on Pay-Per-View was WrestleMania 32 So I haven't seen most of them, despite being hyped up at the time. Well, that probably changed me. Uh, It's been good fun so far, and I've enjoyed the experience. I've also been reviewing and rating them for a bit for added fun. But whilst watching them, as there are a few regional terms in my area, the Southeast to test you on, it got me thinking about a possible quiz on WWE's favorite thing, First Time Evers. So what I have for you is a quiz. Oh, good, I did so well on this last week. And which WrestleMania main event is the first to fit a certain quota? For example, was the first WrestleMania main event to feature celebrity involvement? The answer would be WrestleMania One. Of course, I'll be sure to start easy, but see if I can't ramp up the difficulty as we go. And time to hand over to the natural successor
3: to Steve Bruce, Ross Tweddell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, pal. I've got a big fat cabbage heed. So, Sam, on these quizzes, we normally have noises. So, oh. when you write a buzz in, you need a noise. What is your noise going to be? <laughs> Matthew, what is your noise going to be?
1: <laughs> oh, in fact, in fact, can I change my noise to?
3: He's a dolphin. Here we go then. First noise gets to answer the question first. Go on. Go on. It. First to have a heel. So obviously the answer is a WrestleMania. So first to have a heel win. <laughs> Matthew, WrestleMania sixteen. Correct, Triple H, obviously. Uh, first multi-man singles match. First multi-man singles match. I assume that's a what? WrestleMania main event.
2: Oh, oh, uh, a wait, multi-man singles match. I understand.
3: So multi multi-man oh, like a three-way or a four. three-way or a four-way, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. I I I'm terrible at exams, so I'm I'm trying to rack my brain here. Um
2: it be really obvious, but I can't think of anything. Turning. Mafu. I'm just going quickly here. WrestleMania 16?
3: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. First man other than Hulk Hogan to main event two successive WrestleManias. Oh. Oh, Dernan. Mafu? Yokozuna. Incorrect. You did 9 and 10? Earlier.
2: Oh. Ooh. Oh, I see. Oh, right. I'm thinking of post-Hogan. Right. Okay.
3: Can Sam get it? Can Sam even the scores?
2: Sam's drawing a complete
3: blank. Matthew, do you want to answer anyway?
2: Yeah, Randy Savage, isn't it? Correct.
3: At Four and five. Four
2: and five, yeah. Right.
3: First match to feature managers slash seconds. Dernan. Matthew? One.
2: One, Correct.
3: (laughs) Bob Orton and Jimmy Snuka. Um, First to feature a guest referee.
2: Ooh. Um...
3: The decade oh, is. Is, is
2: it one? Isn't Pat Patterson a referee?
3: Doesn't count, I don't think.
2: Oh, okay.
3: The decade is the 90s. In the main event? Yeah. Okay. No, no. Yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, yes.
2: Oh, I know. No. Yeah. Is it is is now.
1: 16? No. No. It's 12, isn't it? 10. 10?
3: Roddy Piper. Brett Hart versus Yokozuna. Oh, oh.
1: yay. Yeah. Get Wait, so how does Roddy count, but but Pat doesn't? I think I'm wrong there
3: because he, he wasn't a full time. He's not back he there, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First stipulation match
2: main event. Uh, Dernan. WrestleMania
3: two cage match Bundy. Correct. First two men to main event together twice. What do you mean? So both men were in two WrestleMania main events. Against each other.
1: Okay. So this Red
4: Bull's <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I think got like should,
3: s- should be should be singing a song or doing a dance to fill the time here. You could have had Bret Hart, Yokozuna at nine and ten or you could oh. have rock, rock and Austin 15, 17 and 19 as well, obviously. Uh, first heel champion oh. walking into a WrestleMania main event. Uh,
2: Durnham. Mafu. Is it seven?
3: Five.
2: Ah, uh, but I wasn't booing him.
3: <laughs> First mm. non-finish.
2: Oh, uh, Dernan. Eight. Mafu.
3: Correct. DQ, Hogan versus Sid. Uh, Thanks, Shango. Th- First match to go over 30 minutes.
1: Uh, ooh. Uh, Dernan. Mafu. 12? <laughs> Correct. What are you buzzing in anymore, mate.
3: <laughs> 61 minutes and 56 seconds mm. for Bret Hart versus... The Sorry, first match they ever cup. had together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first to be for a title other than the WWE Championship.
2: Dun-n-n. The six count because the IC title is on the line?
3: That's what it says okay, down cool. here, so I assume it does. Uh, first for a title exclusive to the SmackDown brand.
2: Oh, Dernan, Beg- WrestleMania 19.
3: Correct, Lesnar versus Angle. Yeah. First not to end with a finishing move. Ah, okay. Now you're only going to get this if you've seen the match because I would have assumed it would have ended a particular way, but it clearly doesn't.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, if we're not going for the DQ finish, a uh, Dernan of WrestleMania 8, does that? Is that the no.
3: One?
2: Oh, it has a proper ending. All right, okay. Oh, Dernan, WrestleMania 10, because Yoko fell off.
3: One is written down here. Oh. How does that end again? I had it in my head just then, it just vanished. Is it an atomic drop? I've got no idea. We'll move on. First to take place in April. This is just a general WrestleMania. First WrestleMania to take place in April. Is it three? It's two. Two. April the 7th. Uh... First to feature a suicide dive. (laughs) The first WrestleMania Um, main event to feature a suicide dive. I
2: want to say three. (laughs) Um...
3: Matthew
1: let's say uh, 30
3: no Sam just say any <laughs> uh, number between yeah. 1 and 37
1: between 1 and 37 let's say 12
3: correct it's <laughs> Brett k i thought oh, it'd be Brett yeah, I forgot yeah. I forgot Lucha
2: Brett and Can finally watch all those El Dandy tapes and finally the sure though
3: winner takes all First to feature Mongo? Dernan. Matthew?
2: As of course, Rossmania 11.
3: Correct for Bigelow versus Taylor. Christ. And then we've got written down here, or oh, as an actual tiebreaker, the oh. first main eventer to be under 30 years of age?
2: Oh, that's a good question. We'll skip the 80s and the 90s then.
3: Or should you? Tantalizing. Oh.
2: Oh, it's just where Bundy was really young.
3: That's not written down here, but it could have been a possibility. He was young, wasn't he? That's great, actually. Ba, 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 go on Sam ba,
2: ba. Oh, we'll just dance along with Ross then rather than Gaz that's the Yo, one Yokozuna <laughs> at 9 and
3: 10 is the one that's written down here but Bundy Bundy oh. was young wasn't he so it could have been him as well I guess uh, hope you enjoyed lads all the best Rebs from Sussex thank you Rebs for Thanks the you Wrestlemania much. Firsts quiz
2: yeah he gave a lovely detailed list of what he thought from worst to best and that got a lot of nice debate last night in the stream so um, yeah it did honest I'm not, I'm not lying and if you think I am lying, huh? Then you should send a lovely worded email to mailbag at cultaholic.com. I mean, if you all think I'm... I'm fibbing, or if you have any questions, thoughts, quizzes, whatever's on your mind, how old that... Bundy was, any of these thoughts that are in your head right now, send them to us and we'll talk about them on this here podcast. I Tell
1: us about your problems. People, people understand that this is pretty much why I failed my A-levels and GCSE and any, any exam. I just can't do it. I can't. On the spot, I'm I'm no, give me coursework. That's the way to do it.
2: <laughs> I'm the same, but it's like anything else. If you know the answer to the question, it's great. Last <laughs> yeah. week, I was yeah. no against Jack. So, sorry, right,
4: <laughs>
2: You're doing the sharp intake, but that's my. thought, okay, man. Ah. ah Reese's Pieces You would take me, that's lovely Hello Back Hello. in May 2018 on episode 20 of the podcast Uh oh I submitted a question about Takashi's Castle So I thought to myself Why not do the same thing three years later This time as a Reese's Pieces So below are a few different challenges from Takashi's Castle And I want you To say the name of the person Who comes to mind first I've added a little description of some of the less obvious ones Blimey, this is a throwback. So, wait, we're early, we talked about Art Attack earlier, won't we? Is par. Around a, sure a
1: person like word association?
2: I think it's if they had to do this course or game, whichever, who would you pick?
1: Uh, who would I pick to do it? Okay. Right.
2: So, I mean, this one, for example, number one, Avalanche. The one where a person needs to climb up the hill whilst avoiding the big boulders rolling down at them. So, Braun Strowman,
3: because you know. he's a train. He would just knock the balls out the way.
2: Yeah, Braun or uh, Bronson. It's a good one. Uh, given how well he avoided the bears, uh, I'll say Jungle Boy. <laughs> uh, bridge ball. There's no description given because there's a bridge and a
3: ball. The Undertaker. Well, it's the one where they walk across the rickety bridge and yeah, they, right. of they fire you. the cannon. Yeah. Undertaker. Old school.
1: Kyle Riley. I think it'd lead to some very comical, balance-y moments. Elix Skipper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Still amazing that happened. Anyway, uh, dominoes—the one where they run across Domino's. Thanks, Ricochet.
4: Ricochet.
1: I can't remember
3: dominoes. Which? What does that look like? Paint a picture for me, Matthew.
1: Is it not the one where there's just it's it's all of the big standing ah uh, and the top and down. They, the second that they go too hard on a step and they put their weight too far forward, it's going to stack. So they've got to yes. sprint.
3: I would hmm. go for Rico.
1: He was very Rico Constantino.
3: Very light on his feet back in the day, wasn't he?
1: Certainly was for a big I just man. want to see Ricochet just like somehow flip the entire thing because I know he could do it. He could definitely just somersault in the entire way.
2: Mm. I like the idea of Ricochet doing it, uh, but then of course he'd have to lose the dominoes.
1: Although so. there is a better one for Ricochet <laughs> and I don't know if it's in the list. It's the surfboard one because he wouldn't even need to step on the platform. He'd have to just go quadruple backflip and then just land. Yeah. and it would be amazing. Yeah, it's a shame that's not here.
2: Number four, fish food. The one where they're on a surfboard that goes around a circle <laughs> and they have to jump over fish heads and duck under shark heads.
1: Hmm. Well, who's I've used th- ricochet, so let's not do that. Let's I'm
3: trying to think who's got the best leapfrog in wrestling for this one.
1: I'm just Dada. picturing Ziggler for some reason. You take why. a bump for the shark head, yeah, for sure. Yeah, jump over fish heads.
3: Linda McMahon. She, she,
2: she just sat has down. to keep
4: standing up.
2: Yeah, zombie Linda is my pick as well. Uh, plus, sharks don't eat zombies, as far as I know. So, uh, the big wall. Oh, sorry, the big wall—the one where they climb over a big wall. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> The wall.
1: The wall, brother. It's the wall. Brother, brother. That's brother,
3: the brother. wall, brother. No,
1: I can see him. Um, Drake Maverick. I'd want to see that.
2: Uh, I like to pick any WWE wrestler who then treats climbing the cage
4: like, like,
1: oh, <laughs> like oh, you've, you've pressed L1, but you haven't yeah. pressed any buttons after that. It's yeah. just. Mashing a pad like this, and it's just like, eh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> High rollers.
3: Oh. I'll go for Tommaso Champer after last night's takeover he could just keep his legs going for days couldn't he
1: Otis <laughs> <laughs> I think Otis building up enough momentum could just keep that going keep the train rolling straight over the top hmm. of it
2: I reckon Hook has got this one like. <laughs> <laughs> the honeycomb maze and it says mine and Matthew's favourite from episode 20 yes I love the honeycomb maze so good um, and they do Rand- this on um, Fall Guys as well, near, near enough. Yeah. The same thing, anyway.
3: Randy Orton can get his night vision goggles on, which you'll see through the walls <laughs> or something. That makes sense. Yes. Yes, that's how it works. Yes.
1: <laughs>
3: um.
1: I mean, the fiend probably.
4: <laughs>
1: There's not really much more to add. Uh, Triple H, because if he comes across the door
2: that's locked, he can just smash it like he was a <laughs> running on toes that <laughs> one day.
3: What was the black stuff he would smother on their faces? Always looked disgusting, didn't it? Oh, you know when the guy caught them? Oh, the and he'd race? like
1: catch them and he'd like mark them.
3: Yeah, yeah. And and oh, oh them the it, it's like, it just looked like motor oil or
1: something. I don't remember that.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no, he's putting <laughs> radio on his face <laughs> and black
1: stuff. Uh, uh, karaoke.
3: Is that when the little house, you have to keep on the knees on the little blocks? And then have to. The it's house like shakes. the earthquake simulator, as they. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the emphasis
2: is on who, who would be the best at singing. That's a good one, Ad.
3: Road
1: dog, but Jeff Jarrett pretending it's him. Oh, yes.
3: Gillian Hall, who, by the huh. way, I saw on Reddit this week is a grandmother. What? I can't what? believe that. No, she's a grandmother. Christ. I caught it on Reddit, so it could be wrong, but you know, someone on Reddit said it, so it's got to be true.
1: Starting to feel really old now, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't
2: <laughs> off topic. I wasn't, but me, and my brother, rang my dear old stepmother. It was her birthday this week. And we got her a uh, dusty voucher because she, she's at the point now where she does not like anything. So, like, she likes food. Oh, yeah, great. Cool. KFC bucket done. <laughs> so, we're doing this. And it's like, oh, could We haven't seen each other for a while. I haven't done a Zoom call for a while. And, uh, Oh, you're good. looking good. You're looking good. Everything's great here. Out know where she just goes, Oh, hey, a pair of your uh, hairlines aren't half receding, are they not? We're like, Oh, well, it's good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> don't choke on any chicken wings or out like, yeah. So, yeah, karaoke. over oh, very answer, haven't we? Um, yeah.
3: Waiting um, for yours.
2: Yeah, you are. Paul <laughs> uh, London, after seeing him do Thunderball in WX-Dub that one year. Knocked out the park. Knock, knock. The one where they have to try and run through the correct door. Oh. I can't use Strowman. Like in this mixed up with
3: Honeycomb, mate. No, no, it's very similar ones, aren't no, they? Yeah the, the, yeah, the flat one. Oh, yeah, I'm... I'm this is it's what they do right good. at the start that knock out loads of people.
1: Right, 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 right. Uh, I, I, have I haven't in. used Strowman, so I think I'd take him here because, you know, it, all of the comedic stuff he used to do backstage, pulling down everything, he could just... I mean, he, it's part oh. of his whole gimmick now. He'd just have to make the choo-choo happen and go running. He wouldn't need <laughs> the right doors.
3: I need to say it before Matthew says it, Shockmaster. Oh, damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tony Khan, because he would simply to it by opening the invisible door. <laughs> <laughs> mushroom tip. The one where they ride the giant mushroom off a platform have to drop to a different platform down below. That's
1: it oh, spins a, you have to like hang on like that, don't you? And yeah. it spins around as it, and it drops from rail to rail and it knocks them down a foot or so so they've got to properly oh, cling on. I'm sure not that one.
2: Um, um, who's got good oh uh, Devon Dudley because when they uh, I think it's Christian's doing that the wee photo shoot program they said every time him and Christian were hanging off uh, the title things Christian's alright at heights, height so he's hugging it and it's like oh no you have to fall off you have to fall off but Devon hated heights so he's got his arm stretched as tall as possible so he can get as like near to the floor <laughs> as he can bless him
1: I'd so. say Shane McMahon but you have to make him jog on the spot for five minutes first so he's sweaty but then you can have the splash zone You can have like paid audience there to, as he's spinning around like a spin cycle, just all of this sweaty liquid just going (laughs) everywhere. Like some sort of, um, what do you call it? Like a a water hurricane thing. What are they called again? Typhoon. Typhoon. That's
3: it. Thank you, Sam. That was good. (laughs) Try to think of someone who just keeps (laughs) hanging on. Just kind of let go. (laughs) Kind of let go. David Otunga. Who who can't let go? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll go for David Otunga. Is he still employed? He's not been on a kickoff show for years. It feels like I, know yes.
2: impl- I think we w- it would have made the news if we knew David Otunga had been released. But uh, his contract has No Way Out, No Way <laughs> Out. I think it's his theme music. Let's it just is, change yeah. it in the next the last eight years. Rice Bowl Downhill, the one where oh. they're in a rice bowl and go down a hill.
3: Oh, it's like so one much of fun. my favourite ones.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, they have to hit, they hit the water and have to stay in the bowl.
2: Yeah. yeah. This one looks fun to do, to be honest with you. Uh,
4: hmm.
2: I can't think of anything funny. Uh.
4: <laughs>
3: Rey Mysterio has a, a wonderfully low centre of gravity, therefore that would be to his advantage in such a game.
2: Yes, plus all the adamantium in his legs would give him a greater <laughs> sense of gravity. <laughs>
1: Uh either somebody small, yeah, or somebody comically large. Like could you imagine Test having to get into a tiny little rice bowl and go down the hill? That would be good.
2: <laughs> Skipping stones. Ross and Jack favourite from episode twenty.
3: Just the carnage that ensues when someone hits the bloody. One that goes down and then they crash into one that's stationary. It's fantastic. Just
1: broken Brutal. ribs and yeah. still sat there going, yeah, what a great <laughs> yeah. time. Have we?
3: Did you even see the um, the Jonathan Ross version of Takashi's Castle that came after the Craig Charles version?
1: I watched about no. two episodes of it and I refused to watch it. Yeah,
3: I, I made it through one, I think, and that was it. Kind of do it. That
1: sounds like Terrible. watching New Top Gear. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know anybody that watches that? Because I don't think no. I do.
3: To be fair, I I don't watch it, but I tuned into one of them, and it was all right, but they've been doing it for a few years now. I can't imagine what it was like when they first started doing it back in the day. I watched Chris Evans on it. That was awful. What a terrible man he is. Oh, he's not doing it anymore? Nah, it's it's Freddie Flintoff. It's Chris, what's his name? And it's Paddy McGuinness. Oh, okay. So It's it's quite like Northern Lads. Hey, let's go get some gravy and then pour it in some cars and go get some kettles with tea in.
2: You know what? That sounds more up my alley. On <laughs> story, so. um,
3: what was the question? Skipping stones. <laughs> yeah, skipping stones. Skipping stones. Sid.
1: <laughs> just big clumsy Sid.
3: Yeah. Just, it doesn't matter if he snaps his leg. Like, Does he? just continues. Just goes on.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. Someone more clumsy and useless than Sid. Eli Cottonwood. <laughs> Good God. If you want watching the old NXTs, I St- amazing
1: somebody that bad was on TV I kind of want to see Steiner do it but I'm not sure whether I want original big Popper pump Steiner or modern day Steiner because oh. I think both would have their merits yeah I just Shh. couldn't imagine him tackling something like that without him being really like sort of apprehensive cutting
2: <laughs> a promo <laughs> on the Stones afterwards yeah. um,
1: Scott those Stones said they could beat you and then just hand him a mic there you go
2: he just gets to Stones and goes Ric Flair sucks <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're fat Did you they're the flat <laughs>
2: they're flat oh take a bow Rush take oh. a bow. Show, showdown the awful final
1: challenge I never liked this bit me which final challenge are we talking so it goes in, in the climbing. carts a- so it goes carts but then there was one where they had to climb as well wasn't there yeah eventually? I thought the climbing bit was the or do you do the carts and then climb? I think you do the carts and then you climb and then when you get to the top you win the castle. But it, it's only happened like a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. I
3: never I never saw anyone do it ever.
1: I saw once. Once I saw an episode, that was it. But I think I had to go looking for it. But it was it was yeah, it's a strange thing. It's a very strange thing. And then it reverses and then you've got the castle guards having to try and win it back.
2: Yeah.
1: I've seen a guy beat Nightmare, it's a TV show. I've
2: seen a guy win a million quid. Only what's the yeah. Never seen anyone beat Takashi's castle.
3: <laughs> so we need to be quite careful here, lads, because the first part of that challenge is obviously a shooting challenge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so wrestlers. Wrestlers and guns, eh? Pew, pew. But you also need to, to be very good at, at defending your ring. So you need good ring awareness. Nia Jax. He's on fire! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nia Jax could storm the castle with ease. And should have Reggie there alongside her, which oh. is an advantage.
1: Yeah, Reggie could be out there serving wine to all of the like, you know, the troops drink drivers. distracted.
3: <laughs> I have a policeman coming just You've been drink driving, sir. You've got to leave your cart.
1: Reginald, he said it was he said it was grape juice. <laughs> what are you doing? You you and then they're just all carted off. That's it. Takeshi Katano sat up top just not knowing what to do. <laughs> um
2: And so it goes up and goes, yeah. Wouldn't beat that, would you, Takashi? He's like, oh
1: <laughs> I can't even think I can't even think of somebody who could who could tackle that final challenge. It's just it's it's so Yeah. What I mean did, doubt. wait, say I, Reggie. <laughs> who had a car? Who had a car? Cena had a car once, JBL had a car. Oh, Bad Bunny. Bad Three bunny. Three million quid. Go. Use wisely. Yeah. <laughs> just ramming everybody else around. <laughs> just sat there with Oh, in no. Bugatti. <laughs>
2: This car that I regret buying has been destroyed beyond all repair. Oh, no. (laughs) I'll be honest, that could have been absolutely terrible, but I hope it was good enough. Thank you again for all that you do, especially over this WrestleMania week. From Craig, who has signed it off with Woof Woof Moo Moo. Thank you very much, Craig. (laughs) Thank you for being such a devoted fan of the show going back to 2018. You know, And there are a lot of people who stay on with the show way longer than they should, and we thank each and every one of you. Thank you, Shun. If you have any Reese's pieces to send our way, don't hesitate. Go right to your email provider and send something off to mailbag at cultaholic.com.
4: It's Cultaholics. the question.
2: Ah, what a great WrestleMania-flavored podcast. And it's time for just one more bit, and that is the bit where we talk about how great you lot are For enabling us to keep on doing this during this WrestleMania week. And thank you for carrying on and watching this. And keep on watching with the rest of them as well. Because a lot of people have dropped off. And we thank you for doing so. Oh, also, what's going to be the best match this WrestleMania weekend? Oh, let's have a look. The card as it stands. Card subject to change. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's title. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Winner gets a half-painted car. (laughs) The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team titles. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a cage. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. And Lana and Naomi versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina. A tag team turmoil match. Obviously, in Wikipedia, they don't put them in order of match rankings like they usually do before no, no, the they thing have. happens. Oh, they that have. could be main event. The first time ever.
3: <laughs> Tamina getting a big victory in the WrestleMania main event.
2: Exactly. To prove she is worth five Canadian dollars. And then night two. I'll do it from the bottom to the top this time. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler taking on the tag team turmoil winners with Reginald, obviously. Riddle versus Sheamus for the US title. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. And a camera. Uh, Big E versus Apollo Crews in the Nigerian drum fight for the IC title. The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Asuka versus Ripley for the Raw Women's title. And Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal title. I'm gonna say with it all stretched over two days, that doesn't look that bad. There's actually a lot there to get your teeth sunk into. Is there anything in particular, Ross, that you look at that and go, "Can't wait to watch that. Can't wait She's to get r- my teeth stuck into that. Like it's a." crisp sandwich from Subway.
3: Like it's you know you got your your traditional Friday night chippy tea and then your, your next day's your roast. But well, no, the Saturday night chippy tea and we'll roast on a Sunday. That's yeah. what WrestleMania yeah. night 1 and night 2 is like this year. But for me it's, it's one of two matches for me, one Cesaro versus Rollins because of obvious reasons. Another, I'm sure it'll be high drama, high stakes. I've pissed off Sam and he's walking away. Yeah, I um, just
1: realised the laptop's not plugged
2: in. Keep going. <laughs> Sam, Sam just walks off as we do the podcast. Oh, whatever, I do wrestling.
3: High drama, high stakes, three good professional wrestlers, Daniel Bryan versus, oh, what's happening now? <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Pay no attention to that malfunctioning laptop. Carry on. Everything's going great.
3: Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns versus Edge. There's my two picks. One of, the, one of those two will be the best of the weekend.
2: I'm looking forward to <laughs> <laughs> there. We go right. Oh, we've got Lashley McIntyre slapping the taste out of each other, and uh, let's have a look. yeah, Banker Belair and Sasha Banks, which is yeah, think- possibly headlining.
1: It's been some bombing and earning from Drew McIntyre and others, so it will be interesting to see. I'm most looking forward to the the two SmackDown matches. Yeah, like the the two big boys. The uh, obviously the triple threat. I believe we may see a returning Jimmy at long last involved in that, but at the same time... Jimmy Hart? uh, Yes, yes, of course. Uh, (laughs) But uh, other than that, yeah, uh, Banks Belair should steal the show. I I think uh, Zayn and Owens has the potential to be uh, like a show-stealing match, depending on how crazy it gets. Uh, You know, Kevin Owens is, is able to do some... Just just ridiculous stuff, as we saw last year, jumping off the Mania sign. So I think there's going to be a night full of moments, for sure. But the, the matches I'm probably most looking forward to are Banks and Bel Air and the, the SmackDown triple threat.
2: Mm. And there's also Asker Ripley uh, and all kinds of stuff. But also, more importantly, the entrances. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to get special entrances. Now we're in a proper arena. There's going to be a proper crowd. And it's going to be properly live as well.
3: Let's all get, right, our life savings and put it in the middle of the podcast and have a bank on who is going to be... Have a bank? Have a bet on who is going to be the first WrestleMania entrance at WrestleMania 37. Who gets the first big pop back? Mine's Hogan. Oh. Because obviously...
1: (laughs) Does he count though? Because he's, he's probably going to get a, a gentle entrance and then it'll be Here I am, host of Wrestlemania and you'll never see him again. And then night two he'll do the same thing.
3: He'll be the first live entrance at, the, at a wrestling, on a WWE show for however long it's been, 13 months. Oof. Yeah. Just yeah. like at Wrestlemania 35 where Alexa Bliss got to live out her boyhood dream of doing the pose with Hulk Hogan at Wrestlemania. <laughs> remember that? No. Yeah, they <laughs> genuinely Alexa don't remember came that.
1: Out and then, yeah, there was it was sort of handed over, and then Brock and Paul came out, didn't they? And that was yeah. it. Ah.
2: Oof. Should <laughs> uh, be the first one out. Yeah, it's. I mean, they are hosting, but there's a kick off and stuff. Oh, I'm overthinking this. I'm hope Drew does a proper big look. How Scottish I am entrance. <laughs> the kilt, the face paint. The I-hate-the-Brit flag.
1: The whole <laughs> caboodle. Just riding down on horseback, everything.
2: That's right. He, he can't beat Lashley, so he looks up and there's a spider making a web. He's got. I've got it. That was a boring historical reference. We shall move on. Sam, say anything. Anything. There you go. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, you know what? Sometimes after watching all of wrestling, you go, oh, I'm for this job and making stupid videos where people make mistakes. You get caught up with how much wrestling you have to watch and get caught up with, oh, it feels like work. Looking at that, that looks all right to me. There's going to be some crap, and I can't wait for it, but it actually looks like a lot of good stuff there. I am being optimistic because I'm happy. I'm upbeat. It's WrestleMania week. Yes.
1: There's got to be yeah. some surprises as well. I mean, it's the first big show back Ooh, in front yeah. of people. So I, that's why I think, you know, they're going to go really, really extra on the stage. And hopefully yeah, we're going to have some big surprises, some big shocks, some huge moments. I, I'm kind of, you know, with how much it's not been downplayed, but with, with how little it's been kind of hammered in this year. And, and you know, I, I think looking at the card, it's like, oh, it's all right. But, you know, I think there's definitely going to be some stuff that we're not aware of that's that's going to be like... <gasps> Just crazy, crazy Mm. moments. Like main roster, Volta. Oh, just comes down. That's it. Yeah.
3: Imagine, right, if he just got on top of the stage, just like yeeted the ship as far as he could. Just Volta on his own, just picked up the ship and threw it as far as he could.
2: He wouldn't need to yeet it. Go, come here, ship. What? (laughs) Shop. (laughs) That's how he fixed the Suez Canal. So, (laughs) Yeah. So we'll move on from doing shipping, uh, the fanship, whatever, uh, on this podcast. We've had a lovely time talking amongst each other about wrestling and silly bollocks. Sam, what have you got for us this week?
1: What have I got for you this week? I will be uh, obviously doing, well, hang on. I did AW graded. I'm editing Jack's show today. I will be in and around the office throughout you know, all of it because I've got uh, reactions to caught there's all sorts of insanity the schedule is chock a block but uh yeah i i'm i eventually will be doing smackdown graded next week but i i imagine i'll end up appearing in some sort of news video or something between now and then because it's mania time isn't it it is mania time speak of maniacs ross what have you
2: got for us this week <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Straight to Hell's just gone live today with Gable Steveson who is going to be a WWE champion in a period of time in the future um, tomorrow there's Smackdown WTF moments the penultimate episode before it goes away next week people don't seem to realise what penultimate means in the YouTube comments which is doing my head in so that's there then of course we've got WTF moments for both nights of Wrestlemania and then for Raw and for Smackdown next week and I'll be involved in news stuff as well and there's no tier list or anything no more straight to hell other than Gable Stevenson. so that's it just all the WTFs and reactions cut down reactions are coming back awesome
2: I'll be doing the Twitch stream on Saturday getting you ready for Wrestlemania by watching um, you play Santa Hill yeah that'll work and (laughs) Yeah. That is it until next week, until lots of other stuff to digest and uncover. As always, if you guys vote for the Hall of Fame, you go to patreon.com forward slash calledaholic. Any questions, thoughts, recent pieces, mailbag at calledaholic.com. I just want to say, I'll try to put this in little bits, but I don't think it's very work very well. I was in a rotten mood yesterday. I am in a great mood now after seeing you guys and talking crap.
1: That's good to hear, man. So thank you for
2: that. If nothing else. And, on that happy note, I was supposed to sound happy. Sorry if it didn't. It like to be you. We have been Callaholic. You have been lovely. We're going to put our hands up to the webcam now and do the famous thing that we always say, which is, wugga, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Join us.
3: Why do we do that again? I forgot what uh, it been- It
2: went like, put our hands and do the touch. Reach out and touch someone. And then it's just the, the hand awkwardly there. So I just went... Yeah, I think it was you. It just went.
3: <laughs> Ball tickle, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did the sound effect, I guess, because it's funny.
0: Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, hello fresh. <laughs>